BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello there, my name's Neil David, and I'm the host of Euro Graps Express, the podcast exclusively dedicated to the wrestling of Europe. If it's wrestling and it happens in Europe and it's good, we talk about it. Whether it's RevPro, Progress, WXW, Passion Pro, Pro Wrestling Chaos, Pro Wrestling North, we don't care, we talk about them all. If it's good and it's exciting, I want to share it with you. We're on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Check us out on the feed, check us out on Twitter at EuroGrapsEXP and join us for chat about European wrestling and a little bit of chat about cheese. Hopefully see you there. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. What do you guys want to talk about? You are listening to the Flagship Podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. So no, I'm not taking it. Listen, I am more than happy to be the butt of a joke or to be self-deprecating. I think everybody knows that. They've been listening for 10 years, okay? Not on this one, because I am not taking an L on this, okay? So, no, that's, yeah, no, this one, I'm not taking this L, okay? <laughs> Rich Crage. Joe, are you ready for Roadblock End of the Line? Roadblock End of the Line. 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 Roadblock End of the Line seems to have some buzz. A lot of buzz from the line. It really and we are live on the flagship podcast. I am Rich. He is Joe. Joe, what's happening? How are you? That roadblock into the line opening is annoying as shit. It is, oh my it's God. almost that as bad is... as the, the money uh, one. Th- this will be it. This will be it for the roadblock on the line. That, that uh, uh, we, The joke is, is over now. It's two weeks old at this point, but you know, I didn't get a chance to make a new, new intro. Yeah, the, the money, I think, is still the all-timer where I did it. 
a lot of people <laughs> enjoyed it. A lot of people hated it. I don't think you heard it the first week, but then the second week you heard it and you were like, oh, dear God, Rich, what are you doing? You can't have that. Be our, you can't be that. That can't be our intro. You have to take that off immediately. And uh, it has since been buried and, and, and may never be uncovered, but uh, or maybe it will be. I don't know. When, when Monet shows up in AEW one day, maybe we'll, we'll bring it back. But uh, yeah, it, it is it is horrific. It is very annoying. But I think it sets us up. It sets up a new listener for three hours of annoying, you know people coming i think it works out perfectly for the introduction to the show it's loud it's yelling it's annoying it, it works out perfectly i think why don't you do a compilation of my adams <laughs> that is the new people hate your adams people have, have well have turned the corner on the adams i i and, and they might be and, and one person had a good point they were like look i have to already hear it enough during dynamite don't make it worse. Don't don't compound the atoms in my life. One atom uh, a week is, is is more than enough. But uh, I, yeah, I, I no, suppose we I could just, do that. I I I throw them in randomly during the reviews now, <laughs> specifically to annoy people, and it's to demonstrate how bad and annoying those pre tapes are. I will stop when they stop. How oh, about no. that? Oh That's dear God! Oh no! <laughs> Come on, I, <laughs> Tony, please. For that, for everyone's when... sake, Tony, please. Come on. When, when sports entertainment Tony goes back to being Mid-South Tony, I will stop at random times. In fact, during this show, I may just randomly no. in the middle, you, you don't know when it's coming. So they're talking about uh, NWA Swahili or whatever the, the, their pay-per-view is called. Or, or, or the <laughs> Sam Heim. I, well, we technically have another week yeah. until Sam Heim or whatever the hell it is. So we, we got oh, a little bit that's next week? That I, the whole, this entire week, you had me depressed like hell that i had to <laughs> compile the sh- matches set aside time to watch no we have one more week until the nwa show no this is this is bomb for glory weekend sir but uh no next week is, oh is the end. you know oh you, you know you know i spent a day and a half <laughs> i spent a day and a half watching all the nwa powers to prepare for the nwa Sack you very much, or whatever it's called, pay per view. Sam Hain, and it's Sam not... Hain. Sam Hain, I believe, is what it's called. I don't know what. What's Sam... the? Do, I don't. What is? I don't know what that is. I guess it's you... not. It's not pronounced how it's spelled. Oh, really? Oh, well. It's it's. But you're telling me that's next week. That is indeed next week. Right. Yes. Do you know? I spent so much time watching NWA Powers, <laughs> which, for the record, nobody nobody makes you do. Well, listen, you got to put in the work or you should, you know, find something else to do. I I watched so much NWA Power that I didn't even have time to watch Royal Quest in time for this show. And now you're telling me this pay-per-view is not until next week. Not until next weekend. Sorry. Which means you'll have one more power to watch before uh, before this takes yeah, place. That's right. There's going to be one more that I need to watch. You know, and I was wondering why I wasn't that strong of a go-home. <laughs> well, I mean, hold on a minute. That's never what would the, whatever their last bit the seventy fifth or whatever, uh, or maybe it was seventy six. I forget home. what year it was. Had a horrible go home show. So th- this yeah, this, it was awful. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go all the way with like oh well that wasn't a good go home show. Clearly now that is not the right you know, I would not expect a very very good go home show for Power this week. But hey, they might, maybe they're motivated by the CW. We'll talk about that a little bit later. The uh, well, well, I'm pot committed now. I have to watch. The one more episode that's left. Well, you you got to tell me. You got to clue me in, and maybe maybe I'll watch Power uh, next week as well. You got to clue me in how we got to a Knights of the Round Table Tables match between Blunt Force Trauma and Knox versus <laughs> Knox and Murdoch versus Blunt Force Trauma in a Kings of the Round Table Tables match. 
Well, neither of those teams were on any of the episodes I watched oh. over the last couple of days, so I don't, I don't have any idea. Hmm. Um, so I can't help you there. Shit. Well. But um, I genuinely thought that was this weekend. No. Why didn't you tell me at some point? Hey, you know that's next weekend. <laughs> so you got ex- you were excited about NWA. You wanted to talk about it last weekend. Uh, last I last know I show you put it on the run sheet, and I was like, Nah, Joe, we got time. We got time for NWA. You're like, No, nah, yeah. we should probably get to it. And I was like, I'll I, I can run down the card if you want or whatever. And I, I fully planned on on last week's show at least diving into the card a little bit, talking it. We we ended up not having to do that because we ended up filling it with with other stuff. So yeah, you wanted to at least like touch on the card last week. <laughs> During, yeah. we were, that last week was when we were doing our "Hey, nobody else but us" show. We started with you know the the, the fighting detectives. Then you were going to say, "Hey, nobody else covers the NWA," and I got a pay per view coming up or whatever. And that was supposed to be my cue to run down the card, but then I didn't. Like, Thank God I didn't. That was two weeks. weeks of it. It was three weeks before yeah. the show happened. I I I genuinely thought it was this weekend. <laughs> no, Man. sorry. Yeah, I, just, I put just... off a Will Ospreay Zack Saber Jr. match <laughs> and a Shingo Ishii match. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to it because I watched so much NWA this week. You know, luckily they don't have, they don't have, uh, uh, uh what, what's, what was their, uh, they don't have Surge. NWA USA Surge, anymore. Right? There was they Surge don't have that too. either. Okay, that's gone. They too. don't have, they don't have USA. They don't have Surge. They don't have Power Surge. All they have now is one Power each week, which. Um, is is a lot, you know, more palatable. Um, but I guess now they're going to be on the CW. Do we just do that now since we're talking about it? I mean, yeah, we may as well. We've we've I've, I've hinted at it once already. You've hinted at it once. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. Which uh, and hey, this this will let you pat yourself on the back a little bit uh, as well because uh, some news came out this week that the NWA had signed with the CW and uh, House of Wrestling. Nick Houseman was the one. Uh, to have it, but uh, we astutely pointed out on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, as well as on our Discord, that uh, if you were a flagship Patreon subscriber over at uh, flagshippatreon.com, you knew that the NWA was signing with the CW in July. July 8th, Joe, you wrote this, quote, the NWA has secured a deal with the CW television network. The deal is for what was described to us as a reality-type show. Uh, we were unable to confirm a start date or any other details other than they had been filming footage for the show for a number of weeks and the filming is ongoing. On the July 1st Good Karma Wrestling Podcast, NW owner, uh, NWA owner Billy Corgan discussed his ongoing efforts over the last few years to improve NWA's exposure by landing a television deal. While stopping short of announcing the CW deal, he hinted that, quote, we have good news coming up. That was July 8th of 2023. Yeah, and, you know, this is this is one of those things where, you know, we're too small to be big and too big to be small. Because then Nick Houseman reports, I guess, the other day on uh, October 12th, was it? I believe... No, October 12th, Corgan went on Busted Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was yesterday, I want to say, the, the CW, maybe maybe two days ago. Uh, we're recording this on the 19th, obviously, Thursday. Or we're streaming live here. Wednesday uh, the 19th. 18th or something. Yeah, I believe it was, so, it was Wednesday the 18th when he confirmed that, indeed, so, they had so signed So Corgan goes on Busted Open on the 12th last week and says he has two deals with a top 20 network. And then a week later, Hausman reports that the new shows plural will be on the CW, which, you know, and then it's like, you know, this happens a lot and you really, but everyone's like throwing flowers at the guy for breaking the story. And I'm like, Oh, what about Lanza? (laughs) I I had this on July 8th, July 8th, a long time ago. 
when you told me, it's hey, I, like I, I, I got, don't don't forget, Rich, I had that NWA stuff before. Why don't you let people know about it or tweet it out or whatever? I'm thinking, all right. And then you said it's in July. And I was like, oh, God, July. Really? <laughs> I look back and God damn it. There it is. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, and I, I'm not mad at Nick Hausman or anything like he's doing his job and. I'm sure he's not subscribing to our Patreon. He don't know, you know, and, 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 and he had additional information, you know, he had to, because there's more information now it's fucking six months later, you know? So it's like, or whatever, four months later. So yeah, now we know there's going to be two shows, the reality show and presumably just a straight, I guess, I don't know if it's going to be NWA power or. Yeah. As far as it, I, I think that it was reported by Hausman that NWA power would be one of the new shows on the CW. So the power is just going to move over to CW. Uh, and then the other one is is probably the one that you were alluding to earlier, where you know they were filming footage or whatever for a number of weeks, and that is the reality show behind the scenes of yeah. the NWA type type stuff. So, you know, Billy probably got a, a great. I mean, when that that Netflix wrestlers thing came out about OVW, and it did pretty well. I'm sure Corgan, who was already already obviously talking to those guys and already had it locked up and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Now it seems like even better of a deal of like, hey, look, it's is hot. This is hot stuff right now. So so he played his card right uh, by doing this, and I don't. I don't know the the deals in terms of who's paying what. How much is the CW paying NWA? Is it an ad split? Is it a time buy? I don't know any of that stuff. But I'll say for the NWA, and if you're Billy Corgan, you know, getting on the CW, there's a lot worse things you could do with, with your with your television property than to get on the CW. Now, if is he if he's paying through the nose to be on the CW, yeah, that's probably not good. I doubt he's paying through the nose to get it. Is he getting a, a five million dollar television deal? I. I I don't know. I, I have no idea. I mean, the CW did throw some money around uh, over the last couple of months with some sports properties, so it's possible that they do think that they, it's worth an investment and are are putting stuff in there. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know enough about the CW's business or you know what was asked at the negotiating table. But all I know is it's it's a decent spot for the NWA to be. It's obviously much better than being on YouTube, for sure. So well, Corgan that... Corgan Corgan has been burying YouTube as a distribution method for wrestling for months now. So he's known this was coming. It, it makes me think that maybe power will be moving exclusively to the CW. I, I do think, think that's, that's yeah. I think that was sort of, if not exactly reported, implied that that NWA Power would be leaving YouTube and and he something you know in the husband. I don't have it in front of me, but something that the NWA will still have you know quote some presence on YouTube, but power will be yeah. probably just on the well, CW. So who knows? That's, well, that's going to be clips and stuff like that. Well, it's going to be a big key. I mean, if it's exclusive, if the show moves exclusive to CW, that's a better sign for the quality of the deal than if it's just a re-air of the same thing you can get on YouTube, you know, and plus the reality show. Now, the CW has pivoted from, like, young adult fare to they, they've been doing a lot of reality show type stuff already on the network. And as you kind of mentioned, they've also been pretty aggressive in trying to get into sports. Of course, they had the, the live golf which was kind of a big news in sports. Um, they had the live golf deal. I guess that was starting last year. That's fairly recent because live golf is a fairly new thing. Right. Right. And, and then this, they, they've had college football this season as they, well. Yeah. They bought, they've they bought got, some rights to ACC football. They did a reality show about IndyCar last year as well. I know there's some studio NFL show that they have as well. So they're they're clearly ramping up in that direction. Now, are they making money with it? I don't know. That's not my problem, but that's what they're doing. They're they're clearly ramping it up a little bit and throwing some some sports properties on there. I think uh, NASCAR as well. I should note. I believe NASCAR is going to have 
their Xfinity series, which is like their minor league or whatever. I believe that is moving over to the CW in, I want to say, 2025 or 2026. I don't remember the okay, exact. Okay, so so look at this. Yeah, For people who don't know, that's kind of like the second tier NASCAR series. Right, the right. one right below the one that everybody cares about. Uh, uh, they got like the third or second or third tier ACC level games for college football is what they got. It was the old package that was on like ESPN plus, I think. Yeah. A lot, a lot of like UNC and stuff like that, I think is, is what I've seen on there, but well, Hey, UNC is undefeated. So. Oh, they are. Okay. But, well, uh, they're, but they're, Hey, well, well they were, you, you can watch they them. win this week. <laughs> I, I don't know. They, I don't follow enough, but they were undefeated coming into this week anyway, but um, I don't no, see a lot of know, Clemson. I'm looking at their schedule. I don't see a whole lot of Clemson on here. That's all. That's all. No. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. It's like the second tier ACC games that were, previously on ESPN plus or something like that. And then the live golf, which of course is not the PGA golf. It's the live golf, which is the second, second tier professional golf league. And now they're the NWA, which is like your fourth or fifth tier major league um, pro wrestling. Actually, that that's a fun exercise. So WWE would be number one and AEW would be number two. Yeah. Um, in the United States, are we are we going Impact number three? Are we going New Japan number three? I mean, what what, what are we doing? I mean, I'll, I, I'll say Impact Wrestling filled to the brim Cicero Stadium this weekend, sold out. No tickets available. Super no vacancy. Can't even can't even get a free ticket. I even asked if I could get a ticket for somebody else, and I was told no. They may have oversold it. So I don't know. They're they're, they're distribution wise, I'd say probably Impact, but I think we're getting. Mm. I think we're getting kind well, of well. They're on that. They're on the. They're on the same network on the same night. Impact is on two hours earlier and usually does like ten to twenty thousand more viewers. Right, right, like right. I was trying to think of like live event draw as well. Impact probably on average because New Japan is so they, they they only come for you know I don't know I would say probably Impact probably Impact be number New, three. New Japan's going to sell more tickets than Impact in the United States. Yeah, here, right? mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it, it depends if you weigh live ticket versus. Um, Live ticket versus ratings type of stuff. I don't know. That, that's a pay-per-view buys, that sort of stuff. It it might be a toss-up between New Japan and, and Impact. Maybe even a tie, honestly. Well, they'd be three and four then, right? Yeah, I think, so... I think definitively they'd be three and four. And for the record, if somebody says, what about Ring of Honor? I'm counting AEW and Ring of Honor. They're the same fucking company, right? I, I can't consider Ring of Honor its own thing right no, now. No, no. I wish I could. I thought it would be its own thing. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that later. Doesn't seem to be. Um let's leave them out of it. So then it would come down to, would you go MLW or would you go NWA? Mm. Both of them will be large discussion points on this year. Uh, show. Um, uh, you got to go NWA. With you got to go NWA with the, with the Corgan money, with the pay-per-views, the, the live events. Yeah. I got to go NWA. I got to go NWA above MLW. Yeah. Cause I don't want to hear about sta- wow. What, what he- stations MLW on anymore? People are bringing up people are bringing up Wow. I I don't want to hear about Wow. They air I they air, I understand they air in syndication everywhere and everything, but no one's nobody cares about Wow. I, I mean, feel so bad. Do you do you still get that the email from the the their press people? Yeah, I don't even I just delete them before <laughs> I even read them. I get up. It's like Jill or something, um, and she's like, "Hey, Rich, here you go. Here's the screener for like Wow episode two hundred four. I'm just like delete. It's like I kind of want to tell her don't bother. I kind of want to tell her. It's all right, but like I'm always like, well, I don't know. What if one day I do want to watch? I'm never gonna watch it. Why don't I just tell them? Watch it. Like what? They're, they're I'm never on and click. 
<laughs> yes. So I don't know why I'm never gonna. It, it's very good. Like if every other re- if if most other wrestling companies could do what Wow does in terms of their press and and reaching out to people, they'd be doing so much better and they'd get a lot more coverage. I feel so terrible though that they send you know they'll send those emails. Hey, here's and it's like a perfectly good quality video screener of the episode that's gonna air like three or four days in advance. Like it's plenty of days in advance. But I'm like, no, get out of here, delete, and I move out with my life. So, it's a it's a horrible show. It's ter- I, I but, did um, watch. I was I was flipping around chant, like actually doing like legit flipping uh, a couple of weeks ago, and 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 stumbled upon Wow at like, man, I don't even remember what time. It was a weird ass time, it, it, either of the morning, like early early morning or late late night. I have no idea when it was actually on, and I watched like ten minutes of it, and it was just atrocious, just the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. It's David McLean bullshit. It's garbage. Um, yeah, so they're on in like almost every market, but. Like in some markets, they're on at like one in the morning. Others, they're on at ten o'clock at night, and it's like on some always some sketchy, like some you know, I guess CW level channels, right? But but this presumably for for the NWA, they're going to be on CW proper, I believe, as yes, opposed to they're on the national. They they're going to be going on the. Let national me explain CW. the difference to people. So they're going to be this is a CW network proper, like they're going to have a time slot on the network as opposed to in the off hours when the local CW affiliates fill their programming with things. And and that's what wow gets, you know what I mean? And I don't know if a lot of people understand TV and understand the difference. Wow is not going to be, wow is not on at eight o'clock every Wednesday night on CW while the network itself is broadcast. Right. You got to check your listings to find out when wow is on. It'll be on all different times on, on, on all different. It could be on different days, different times, all that sort of stuff. It's whenever they can and, fit and they're it not into making the local. deals with the CW. They're making deals with the local affiliates right. is what Correct. they're making deals Correct. with. So it's the same thing with OVW, you know, like, they'll make a deal with a CW affiliate in this city. They'll make a deal with a Fox affiliate in this city. Like that's a totally different thing than having a deal with a network that so, so I, you know, I would not put, I'd have to put the NWA having two shows on CW proper uh, ahead of wow, ahead of MLW and ahead of plays like that. So they'd be fifth at worst, I think in the United States, the NWA with this deal without the deal, it'd be, you know, I then you then you'd have a better argument of putting something like Wow ahead of them or even MLW, but I can't do that. Not with not with having two shows on uh, on the CW. So, you know, I mean, it's good for them. We'll see. I think you know, people who haven't paid attention, they're going to be a su- little surprised at the NWA's production values. They, to my knowledge, are the only pro wrestling company that films in true 4K. That YouTube show is in true 4K. If you have a 4K TV and you have a 4K device or you're streaming it through your 4K TV or you're streaming it through a 4K over-the-top device on your 4K TV, you're getting that show in real 4K. And I don't know if a lot of people are aware of that. The show looks great from a technical standpoint. The problem is a lot of the venues they use uh, look second-rate. I think they would probably be better off go, you know, going back to the studio. The last couple episodes have been in the studio setting, similar to what they used in 2019. I think they're better off with that than, you know, filming TV stuff at their pay-per-views or whatever, where you're going to have all these empty seats and it's going to look like shit and you're going to look minor league. 
where if you fill it in the studio and you have 75 of your most dedicated fans or whatever making a lot of noise then at least it doesn't come off like a super minor league product right and given but, given the the amount of fans they've had at recent shows there was a while there where they would go on the road and we would come on the show and be like oh my god can you believe that they got x amount of people in st louis or you know the last couple of shows the last times they've gone on the road and and, and traveled places it's been very empty very weird venues very empty venues so yeah if, if that's gonna be the case if you're not gonna be able to draw as well on the road as, as they were a couple years ago then yeah, just throw that thing in a studio and 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 light it up and, and make it look really good because their studio stuff always looked great. I I never had an issue with the way that the 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 show looked in in the you know the NWA studio or whatever. I forget if they had a, a, a kitschy name for it or whatever. But um, no, the studio stuff is all was always really really good for NWA, and I think it it, it makes the product. Yes, you're in a, a studio and it, a little confined or whatever for the TV, but I don't know. I think it makes it look better than just an empty building with you know people that don't seem to care that much and and you, you know, know like yeah and like stuff. some some indie level room like that that's no good. i think that and looks I worse I, I think it honestly looks worse than look having worse. 70 weird. people screaming and shouting and, and a good looking set that's stuff. my point yeah i'd rather be in the studio because then at least you're you come across unique like you still are going to come across second rate to wwe and aew but at least you have a unique look and it looks way more professional than being unable to fill you know a hotel annex room or you know some some random indie level gym or something big cavernous space with a hundred fans there and a bunch of empty seats visible on camera but um <coughs> i'm dying over here i need a sip of the z hold on <laughs> take a take a sip yeah take a sip of the z <clears throat> but yeah so um I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see what kind of time slots they get, what nice they're going to be on. There's not a lot of real estate where you're going to go unopposed with other wrestling these days either. That's the thing. And, you know, I'm sure that the the rating expectations aren't going to be through the roof or anything like that. And the thing with, like, the deals that WOW and, and OVW get, and, like, ROH when they were on Sinclair was the same kind of deal. The Sinclair channels would have them on at all inconsistent times or whatever is – you look and you see the total viewership and you'd be like, oh, oh, well, you know, 278,000 people watched WoW this week, right? But, like, literally no one talks about it. Right. There is – so – You would be convinced me, it's, it's like, only TVs that were, like, left on and people forgot. That's it's what not I was going to say. Like, people, yeah. it's like, it's like people falling asleep in front of their TV or or people who aren't really wrestling fans. It's just late at night and they're insomniacs and they're just putting on whatever – what you know it's, it's... <laughs> I love that we've, the 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 common wow wrestling fan is just a somebody who fell asleep or an insomniac who has nothing better to do than to watch you know okay well david mcclain well, wrestling. Me... but you're right i haven't heard one person ever who talks about it ever say anything about wow yeah and 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 that's not it's... even just like an r circle thing like nobody no. zero is there a corner of twitter that talk about wow i don't can't stop i don't know about or it. care to be honest for is there Twitter. any maybe media it's a blue outlet. sky maybe it's a blue sky thing the, the wow fans maybe they're all in blue sky is there any media outlet that covers Never. it on a weekly basis and discuss no, no one pays attention so then it becomes what are those two hundred and seventy-eight thousand viewers worth right well i guess they're able to sell some ads i guess you can sell it to these local affiliates and say hey we can give you 250,000 and I'm just throwing numbers out there. I haven't I know Thurston reports that I haven't looked at the recent wow numbers. Forgive me. But uh 
you can go to these of the affiliate in Des Moines, Iowa, and say, "Hey, look, we can deliver you two hundred and fifty. Well, a frat. Well, that's two hundred fifty thousand total. We can deliver you, you know, <laughs> fifteen thousand people in Des Moines. Yeah. Not even that. Yeah, probably when not. You really break it down, whatever. <laughs> when you really break it down, they're doing a couple thousand viewers in these cities, you know, right, and then right, they have right. they sell like, oh, two hundred fifty thousand people watch this, and you know, it, it'll do better than whatever you're airing." You know, before the infomercials come on, because you're going to pick the infomercials because they're paying you. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I don't know. So um, I, I didn't. I wasn't intending this to be a wow bash session, but that's why it's not the same. I, and I'm not sure how many people understand because they're going to say, "Oh, well, wow is on CW too." No, well, not really. Not really. It's syndicated on your local CW, which is different than being on cw which is what this nwa deal presumably is right i, I unless can't unless this. corgan's pulling a unless he's pulling a court bauer and this is a series of syndicated deals which would be fucking hilarious if he was pulling a court <sighs> and this thing turns out to be but i don't think it's going to be i, I don't I think, think so either i i think that you can sell the reality show. I think there's there's some value in that. Like I said, CW they ran like the Hundred Days to India. It was a you know an IndyCar uh, documentary about you know guys in the lead up to the, the Indianapolis 500 or whatever. And it was a good show, and it was I think it got okay ratings or whatever. So yeah, it makes sense that they would want the 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 reality show aspect of this. And then it's probably a pretty minimal deal for the reality show, which which now especially with the Netflix thing, you know, a, a network might kick the tires on. And then, uh, hey, we also have this other property, and them going, ah, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, you know, I, I doubt. I think the reality show is probably the more important part of this package, but the NWA Power is a nice little add-on. I, I don't think I, I would be shocked if it was a time buy. I'd be shocked if it was a syndicated buy. It's Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan walks into your it's room. It's on the network. Yeah, I think it's on the network. They're, they're willing to at least. I don't think they're spending. Like again, they're not. We're not talking. The, the amount of figures here are, are, is probably not large, but it's probably a good enough deal that Billy can swallow it and say, okay, I don't care about Twitter or, and, and, or YouTube or whatever. I can get this thing off of YouTube. It's not a big deal. We'll give you this. We'll, we'll, we'll you know, it's not going it, to, it, it's not going to cause, cost that much money to, to make this reality show or whatever. We just need some cameras to follow us around and stuff. It, it, it's, it's probably cost prohibitive to do that as well. And, and, and yeah, I think to me, it seems like a pretty good deal for, for both parties. So we'll see what ends up happening with uh, with, with that. Yeah. But no, I'd, I'd be stunned if it was a time buy or anything like the MLW. No, no, this, this is going to be on the network proper. And he's right. got, it, it It looks like about two hours if each show is an hour. So, um, you know, for a promotion of the NWA size, it's, you know, it's it, it's a notable deal. You know, I'm looking to see if WrestleNomics, the last time they promoted, they uh, the last time he reported, with, all right, here we go. The last update for Women of Wrestling was uh, October 6th. The October 6th show did 240,000 viewers and a .05. That was the lowest viewership since March 19th. The August 13th show did 357,000 viewers and a .1. The August 20th show did 428,000 viewers and a .1. That was a new high for total viewership and it tied their all-time high for 18 to 49 from the previous week obviously august 27th did 275,000 viewers in a 0 0.05 um same numbers the next week september 3rd i'm not going to read all these and the most recent one he has is september 24th there were the next few are all like in the 250 range until september 24th they did 324,000 viewers in a 0 0.06 so it varies wildly. I mean, they peak over 400,000 viewers, but they generally settle right around where I said, around 260,000 viewers a week. 
and around a 0 0.04 or a 0 0.05 and that's airing you know at dramatically different times in every in every market and and whatnot uh for comparison points here's some numbers for impact in new japan the most recent numbers so on september 28th impact did 126,000 viewers in a 0 0.03 new japan did 84,000 viewers in a 0 0.02 and then on october 5th the most recent numbers we have impact did 110,000 viewers in a 0 0.01 and new japan did 45,000 viewers in a 0 0.01 which were both very low numbers yeah for that show. <laughs> those are those are rough <sighs> that but, new japan number is not good oh boy i didn't realize that it had gotten yeah. that low Man. Well, that's not that's an atypical. It it does it it goes that low sometimes, but that's not. It doesn't typically go that low. Um, and you know, New Japan. It's funny. They, a lot of it's the match that, when it, when it's a good match. It, the people it know it's a good that's match. Right. It pops. That's exactly it. The New Japan show the, is actually influenced in relation to the total numbers of viewers they're doing by what they have on it. You know, if it's a G one final or something like that it'll typically do more. Like, for example, they averaged in September 70,000 viewers a week and a .01. So the 45,000 they did in the first week of October was atypical. That would, if, to give to, to give you an example, if they average 45,000 viewers in October, it'll easily be the lowest average they've had for a month and a year in, in 12 months. So the 45,000 is one of the lowest numbers they've probably done in quite a while. They generally high end. They've averaged seventy thousand in September. Remember, it airs at ten p.m. on Axis. Um, they're usually in the sixty thousand range as an average for the month, where Impact is in the low hundred thousands, hundred thirteen thousand in September, hundred thirteen thousand in August, and uh, Impact's actually doing very well because. You go back to November, December 2022, they were averaging around 80,000 viewers. Yeah, there's some momentum there. I, I, I think people are, are prob would probably be surprised by that, but I think there's a little bit more momentum and impact than people think right now. I don't know if it's the Trinity thing. I don't know if it's just a solid, stable roster of talent that they've had for a while, and, and you know the high-end level of talent has, has kind of stayed. Your Josh Alexanders has, has, has have hung around, obviously. You know Shelly and Saban pushing them. Like It does feel like, – because it felt like for a very, very long time, it was just kind of like the – you know, the guy of the month or the guy of the, the six months or whatever. Okay, it's this guy for a little bit, and then he's going to go away, and he's going to leave or whatever. And they've had a pretty solid, stable, you know, main event scene, and then you add the Trinity stuff in there. I think, they're, yeah, I, I, Impact has, has slowly kind of rebuilt itself into, yeah, I think pretty solidly. You know, now that you read those numbers off, I would say I'd probably pretty solidly put them three over New Japan. Here, here's what I'll demonstrate for you, the point I was making earlier with New Japan. In September, which presumably when they were airing G1 stuff, right? Because it's a couple weeks behind and G1 is in August, right? Right, right. I, I would assume so. Year over year, New Japan was up 46% in total viewership and up 80% in 18 to 49. Now, remember, you're working with small numbers to begin with, so don't let your eyes bug out for that. So that kind of speaks to that point. Now, New Japan has been up year over year since April. 30%, 18%, 49%, 46%, 16 46%, 46%. Actually, they've been up higher year over year than Impact. And Impact's been on a hot run hmm, since okay. April as well. Up 9%, down 10%, up 13%, up 12%, flat, up 31%. But Impact's doing very well, make no mistake. Um, 
both of the and impact is down year over year with 18 to 49 new japan has been up year over year 18 to 49 in three out of the last seven months and down in the other four so um i don't know a little impromptu third tier pro wrestling show ratings talk <laughs> right right again but, where but else? this is gonna be where else are you gonna go for us to have a, a lengthy discussion about whether wow is the seventh or eighth biggest promotion in america well this is going to all be relevant information for when the nwa starts and the cw because mm-hmm. these are the shows that we're going to be comparing them to right rating from a rating standpoint like you're going to see a lot of dumb discourse where people are like, ah, that show, yeah, compare that to SmackDown. Like, why? Like, <laughs> yeah, why would you do reason? that? Yeah, for you what know, reason? Like, like, you know, but, but people will do that. Like, you have to compare it to WoW and, right, and right. The, the shows on Axis. And, you know, th- those right. are your Sports people points. aren't looking at, you know, the growth of WNBA ratings, which which is, has has done well the WNBA is is definitely has momentum in terms of of uh, attendance and ticket sales and ratings or whatever nobody looks at hey the, the WNBA is up uh, x percent but it's nothing compared to the NFL <laughs> it's like well no shit dude like no one's comparing yeah. it to the NFL that's not the point the WNBA is going ah hell we're nowhere near the NFL god damn it you know they're looking at their graph and going hey we're doing pretty well or hey we're we're, we're getting in the mix there with you know the second third tier leagues of, of, of sports leagues that's pretty cool given where we were a couple years ago yeah they're not throwing their pencils on the side of the room going ah we're still nowhere close to the nfl so yeah don't do that they're, they're, don't don't worry about what smackdown's doing that doesn't yeah, matter for these, the NWA. The, yeah these would be the comparison points for the nwa not aw or, or wwe which you know and, and we'll get off this because i don't want to go talk too much more about the nwa tv deal but <laughs> Um, it, it's funny because when people, when your most ardent AEW critics, you know, your Eric Bischoffs and people like that, and your Twitter dummies who don't really know what the hell they're talking about, when they compare AEW unfavorably from a ratings perspective to WWE, what these people don't realize what they're doing is they are... Uh, without question, when they do that, they think they're denigrating or putting AEW down. What they're doing is flattering AEW because AEW has existed for four years. And their natural comp point is the company that's existed for 40 and has been a dominant television property on cable and has had television properties on network TV for for decades as well for 30 right yeah and has, when, has such good tv deals that the rest of their business pretty much doesn't matter because they're just making money hand over fist because of their television deals correct and you're comparing aew's ratings to wwe's ratings why because they've nipped at their heels you know when punk first came in the company aew has been so wildly successful that these people are comparing them to wwe because it's close enough to do that when in reality, for a four-year-old company, they should be compared to the companies where they should be compared to like Impact, who's existed for 20 years. But it would be absurd to compare AEW to Impact because they blew past them so quickly and easily. And that's the point a lot of people miss. Like it's is a four-year-old company, and they have run, they've lapped Impact a hundred times already. And they're being compared to WWE because there's a lot of hardcore WWE fans that are 
very insecure about how successful AEW has been and how quickly they've been successful. Because at this stage of the game, they should still firmly be a second-tier promotion looking for some footing, climbing the ladder. But they're not. They, 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 they were beating Monday Night Raw, Dynamite was, in certain down-card demographics were, yeah. not that long ago. Mm-hmm. 2021. You know, and it's like, happening in 2021. And that's the funny thing. It's like you're inadvertently – you don't even realize that you're inadvertently fl- flattering this startup company, which is what they are, by comparing them to a company that's existed for 40 years and has been a television force for three decades on a national level. Four years already there. You know, so that's an interesting thing, too, that so many people never, you know, think about or talk about. But, you know, if you compare them at the fair comp, and it's not fair would be to compare them to Impact. And Impact's existed for 20 years. Impact should have a massive edge. You know, so that that's, this is why all this stuff, and, and you know, we'll see the next round of television deals and all that. But, um, you know, anyone who doesn't think AEW is just a wildly massively and quickly successful company either is ignorant and doesn't know what they're talking about, which is the vast majority of the people who do that or, you know, running the grift and we, and we know who all those people are. Mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's a very the, successful uh, grift, uh, believe it or not. Uh, a, it a, is a grift extremely that, successful that yeah. I wish wasn't as successful as it is, but is extremely successful for the, uh, the people that run it. And it's, uh, it's easy. It's an easy grift too. Yeah, we should get into it. Yeah. Actually, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is what we gotta uh, get into. That'd be nice. But anyway, hey, we're doing all right. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Doing it our way. Doing it okay. Doing it our way. Yeah. We carve a little niche here. Yeah, we do. We're, do we're, we're doing all right. You know. I was just listening to Bill Simmons talk about podcast theory and all that, and he's like, "Look, you know, none of these. No one listens to any of these shows." <laughs> be correct. First off, correct. Yes. What, what you need to do though is find your little area find your turf yep Mm -hmm. find a little section of the turf that can be yours that's the key that's what we've always said from day one okay and that's someone that as a podcaster i'm gonna listen to what they have to say because oh he's a billionaire and he pivoted to audio and podcasting you know before a lot of people did you know a, a lot of people a lot of these wrestling podcasters, they get in this little circle jerk and they talk about, oh, what it takes to succeed in this space. None of these people are, these people are making zero dollars. And why would they list their, their circle jerking each other and talking about how great they are and patting each other on the back. Meanwhile, they're slapping the alarm clock and, and you know, they're not making any money. They're, they're not making any money doing this. You, You need to listen to people who are successful. And the vast majority of those people are outside of wrestling. They're not in this space as these people love to pound home all the time. Uh, there's yeah, no one in there's this There's like eight people really in this space to. that's making money. So yeah, you that's, should probably go outside generous. of this. Yeah, maybe that, that's, that's pretty generous. generous. Yeah, you should go outside you know, of this space for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, so uh, so anyway, you know, that's uh, – now now I'm sideswiping all the other wrestling podcasters. But <laughs> hey, you know what? What, what, would, Again, what would this else? show be where if we did Where else but here? So, where else but uh, here? That's the, that's the mantra uh, for, for – this month uh, on the flagship. But uh, while we're talking about that, hey, let's talk about flagshippatreon.com. So we have some really, really cool stuff going on there uh, right now. We talked about it a little bit at the end of the show last week. Uh, but our Hall of Fame, our Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame audio uh, is ongoing right now. We have an introduction up there. We have an incredible episode. Nothing but rave reviews about 
about this one, an episode that when it completed, Joe and I both messaged each other and said, wow, that was great, or holy shit, that was good. Uh, it is a Mexico region uh, a show that we did. It, it's, I, would you call it one of the best things? I called it one of the best things that we've ever done. One of the best things we it's ever good recorded. Audio. Would you, would you, audio. would you agree with that? Or I don't know. It, does that seem like too much? It was, it was really great hall of fame audio. And, um, you know, Roy delivered in a big time spot. Cause yeah, Roy, Roy Lucia, by the way, it, it was our guest on that. And if you Roy do not Lusher, know who Roy we, you know, is, you're going to know who Roy is after this. And you should know who Roy is. Yeah, Roy is tremendously important to the wrestling world. And I never heard him do audio. So you don't know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? It's like we had case low on for Japan and, and his show was great. And that show is getting rave reviews. And anyone who comes after these two shows has got their work cut out for them. But it's like, we know that Case has been doing audio for years. We have a familiarity with Case. We have a chemistry with Case. I knew that show was going to be great. You bring a guy like Roy on, I've never heard him do audio. I don't know, has he probably done it at some point, but I, I don't. he doesn't have a podcast or anything. I, I've never heard the guy do We've never had a conversation with the guy in our life. So it's tricky on this end of the microphone. You don't know... What's his pacing going to be like? What's his tone? What's it's, it's like, you know, as a listener, you don't have to worry about that stuff or even be concerned with it or have to think about it. But as, as like a, a, on this side of the mic, you have to think about those things. You know, it's like Rich and I, we're like, we've been doing this together for 12 years and he knows my speech patterns. I know his, I know when I can jump in. I know he knows when he can jump in. Uh, we both know, if the other guy's getting rambly, just fucking steamroll the motherfucker and he'll shut up. And then, <laughs> you know, we know how to save each other. Like all those things are coming second nature now. You know, it's like, but we're adding a third guy in that we know nothing about. And we don't know what he's going to be like. And he killed it. The guy, the guy was great to the point where now people are like, you got to bring him on regularly. You got to get this guy on the, on, on the shows and have him come on and talk about Lucha. Cause he was so good. But yeah, that, that Hall of Fame show with Roy was a, it was a home run. And I, I, got, I, I got a message. Show. I got a message from somebody. We'll, we'll put over the case show in, in a sec here, but I got a message from somebody uh, that said, "Quote: Usually, I love your Hall of Fame audio because it's great discussion fodder and often reinforces what I already knew or believed." The Mexico cast, on the other hand, was like taking a three hundred level class in lucha, and just a fucking amazing show. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that's from someone you know. So Long time yeah, listener. That's, that's... Long, early, early, pretty close to day one listener saying that. So someone who knows our shit audio from oh, our yes. good audio. Yes. Point. So, you know, it's uh, yeah, he did a great job. That's you know, and that that's if you're interested in the Hall of Fame audio at all, or even just interested in hearing some some deep lucha talk, that's definitely one that that people need to go out of their way to listen to. I mean, just I haven't seen one person say, ah, don't bring that guy back. No, they're like, no, make him a semi-regular. <laughs> right, that like, guy should be every time. Someone said third chair on the flagship. I don't know if that's happening anytime soon, but uh, uh, we like our little yeah. little thing here we got going. But uh, no, we'll definitely try to get Roy on uh, again. Then, yeah, the, the uh, Japan show with Case was, was fantastic as well. Really, really good rave reviews for that one. Uh, two hours on. I think it was both shows were about two hours, so you're looking at four hours uh, of audio on the Mexico and, and Japan. My poor, my poor wife, every time we have one of these, I'm like, look, I, I – uh, I, I need you to corral the kids. I, I'm only going to, this is not the regular show. We're only <laughs> I, gonna told, go. I told the nurse an hour for the case. Show. Yeah. It was like, an yeah. Hour. I'm like, I'm like, look, we're probably just going to do 45 minutes or an hour. You know, it's just this little whole thing. And every time like we go over two hours and uh, I come out of the room and I'm just, 
and she's waiting for me to cook dinner. She's like, got this look. On. I'm like, oh my god, I'm, I'm, yeah, I know, I don't know. They just, well, I don't know why I tell her now. I don't know why I ever do that. But, yeah, tell her uh, three, yeah, and then come out of the room in an, an hour forty five, and you'll have won some. Uh, look like a hero, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, I do the same. I told her, how long is that going to be? Oh, I don't know, hour, hour and a half tops. And it's like, yeah, once we're done, and I leave the room, it's 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 easily two and a half hours, you know, between the 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 pre show banter, the post show banter, whatever. So all that stuff. Uh, is is uh, available right now, uh, flagshippatreon.com. As we always say, even if you're not interested in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, you don't have to be. We're not sitting there meticulously talking about our ballots. We're just talking about good wrestlers and great wrestlers and how great great wrestlers are. You know what I mean? Like That's that's really what it's all about, is just having memories of great wrestlers, talking about how great uh, these wrestlers are. Th- that's what it really is all about, more so than like, yeah, so then I was going to vote for this guy, but then I decided not to and I voted for this guy. That's very little of the shows. Very, very little of the shows is the theory of a Hall of Fame vote. More of it is about, you know, just me- talking about the wrestlers, getting in deep uh, on, on their careers and, and their highlights and and why they may or may not be a Hall of Famer. So that stuff's all up there. My ongoing Bound for Glory series, if you're into uh, Bound for Glory weekend coming up uh, this uh, this weekend in Impact Wrestling, my Bound for Glory story uh, going through the main events of uh, Bound for Glory history, and we are uh, having some fun. It is it is TNA and all of its TNA-ness. We got crazy stuff going on. We got Sting versus Angle. We got Sting versus Jarrett. We got Kevin Nash is having a heart attack, so we can't do a J-O-B. Like, there's... there's there's stuff going on there, uh, and, and plenty more of those coming uh, throughout the month of August and probably leading into a little bit of uh, November uh, as well. So that's a bonus audio you have there. You, of course, have Joe's weekly uh, Thursday Dynamite reviews. Uh, yeah, Ray Vish reviews for this week's show. I know a lot of people uh, a lot of people getting upset, but you're, you're having some hard talks about what's going on with, with, with well, AEW. Well, I mean, the, peop- the, list- the listeners loved it. I mean, I got people in the chat right now saying how great the show yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. People that know, you know what but, we do and what we talk about and what what our yeah what our people who understand are. what we do yeah that's right you know and it's funny because um we have to be we have to be the only Twitter account on X that has in earnest discussions with one another on how to get less engagement on the app. <laughs> Please stop it because because it, it, we have to be the only ones because you see these other accounts retweeting themselves right after they make a tweet and doing all these little tricks to try to get engagement. Well, ever since Elon Musk changed the the deal around with links to where you get your headline and then a picture, and then you have to click the picture to go to the, the article, right? Like the links aren't right. the in links, the tweets The anymore. links don't look – they used to have a little box around them, and it would have the headline and a little bit of the meta description or whatever. And it was very obvious to anybody looking that that, that that was a link. But now you get a headline and a picture with a little bit on the bottom left that says Voices of Wrestling. But most people – you know, if you're just scrolling, looking around, you're not going to know that. And yet the headline now looks like your opinion. And right. you don't want that. So, <laughs> So it looks like we're tweeting opinions again. Because it people don't realize that their links to stories on the site or stories from the Patreon. And as a result, the tweets are getting engagement again, right? Because we've stopped getting engagement because all we do is tweet out links and nobody engages with links. Because to someone scrolling Twitter, they see a link and they're like, oh, this is just some robot posting something. There's nobody behind this. Right, I'm not right, going right. to try to start a conversation it's just a, and we like it that that's way. good we don't, some people click and that's fine i want the some people to click but nobody responds nobody quote tweets nobody replies we don't want engagement it's perfect yes because what we've we haven't tweeted for engagement in over two years now and the data backs up 
I don't care what anybody says. The data backs up that Twitter engagement doesn't mean a fucking thing. It means nothing. You don't get more clicks. You don't drive more business. Okay. We are doing more business and making more money in the two years since we stopped tweeting than when Rich and I were rubbing our chins trying to think of fire tweets and then we're getting 5,000 likes on them and 2,000 retweets on some hot take. We're making more money now and doing more business across the board than we ever were. Twitter engagement doesn't mean anything. I just shake my head at these accounts, retweet. They'll tweet something and retweet themselves 30 seconds later because they're trying to game the algorithm. <laughs> You're wasting your fucking time. You know, I'm glad they do, though, because we have the advantage because we don't waste our time with that. So I'm actually I, – yeah. I, I like when I see people do that because I'm like, ah, you still don't get it. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, so, perfect. And we see the data. Like, you you see the data. Like, uh, we're getting, like, the same amount of fucking clicks on the articles that we were before. And it's like, and, and now we don't have to argue with people all day. So anyway, the point here is, now that Twitter has changed this, and it was, listen, say whatever you want about Elon Musk. The guy is a knucklehead. He's made a ton of bad decisions. This was brilliant. And I'm going to explain to you why. Yes, it was. Because now people think, now people don't realize that these sorts of tweets are nothing more than links. And what do they do with them? They interact with them. They reply. They quote tweet to dunk on them. They they you know hold they, this they get interaction. Nobody said nobody used to say hold this L when we had like a link to a podcast. Right. That never happened. It's happening again and I hate it. And please yeah. stop. Yeah. So so today I did the Thursday TV review and I and part of my description was how I don't like Timeless Tony. Well Timeless Tony's very popular on Twitter. I don't give a fuck. I've never given a fuck about having an unpopular take. As everybody listening knows, as Rich knows, I don't give a shit if every one of you motherfuckers listening thinks Timeless Tony is great. I think it fucking sucks. And ultimately, I'm going to be proven right on it. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, that ends up in the tweet. Because it's the headline, it's part of the headline of the article, with like a picture from, from, uh, from Dynamite. And people think, people are interacting with that because they think it's like an opinion tweet. They don't realize it's a link. And Rich and I are going, oh, we don't want fucking engagement. <laughs> yeah. oh, we don't want these. No. I, I open my yeah, app for yeah. my twice a day. What's going on in this app? And I look at the mentions. Like, oh, no. We have oh, mentions. What has happened? <laughs> what is yeah. this bubble? No. <laughs> because men, they don't help you at all. And all it does is bring you a fucking headache. You know? So it's like now we're putting our heads together trying to figure out ways to not get engagement <laughs> i think the i new got way it. that the links i think i have that. some ideas I, I i'm gonna concoct some ideas over the next couple of days that uh hopefully will right. ensure so, that nobody interacts with us on twitter ever again right so rich has figured out how to get the hyperlinks <laughs> back in the tweets so it's clear this is a fucking robot don't talk to us <laughs> don't fucking interact with us because we don't care <laughs> right. we're not going to talk to you we're not going to argue with you okay we don't give a shit what you think. Trash take, bro. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, great. Awesome. How's your territory doing? Is what I'd have to say to that. The best it's when it's Who'd you the ever best, beat? Rich. Who'd you ever beat? There is this fuck you know No, 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 name names. Don't name names. Don't even give them the I then you're giving this, them you're giving them publicity. Don't even worry about it. No. I, I know, but I don't want the people who I'm not referencing to think it's them. That's my conundrum right now. But the, the, the best is when it's someone who's in wrestling media, who, again, is one of these people making $0, and they have a lot to say, okay? This guy, Jake Barnett from Bodyslam.net. Listen, pal, 
don't you be quote tweeting me with a pile of garbage and Jeff Goldblum when you make zero dollars, when you're slapping an alarm clock and going to a job. I don't want to hear from you. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't tell me my, how, how, how are your takes doing, sir? How are you doing with, with your, with your quote tweet that also gets zero engagement that gets one like, and it's from your mother. Okay. How you, how you doing? No one needs to hear from you. You know, that's why we don't want interaction. Just ugh, don't fucking engage our tweets. <laughs> Please, don't do I'm it. begging you. We don't care. We don't want it. We're not interested in what you think. Okay. And, and it doesn't lead to more of you clicking the links, which is ultimately the only point. And soon Twitter is going to be dead anyway. It doesn't make a difference. I swear, but someday it's finally going to uh, die. You keep telling me. You keep telling me it's going to die, and God damn it, it still lives. But, uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> God. I only mention that guy because he used to argue with me all the time. It's I like, do remember that one. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't had a good old-fashioned burial in a while. No, because so we're not on there. We're not on there anymore. So, yeah. Well, he provoked it. I mean, he shot first. He Hey, Rito <laughs> shot first, right? I guess. He shot first. Well, no, I, not I, in I the new ones. No, in the new ones, no. There's a whole generation that does not know that, Joe. Right. But my, but my point is I would have never thought of that man ever again if he didn't come at us, you know? So, uh, man, you could feel those old 2016 fires burning, <laughs> yeah, though, right? Calm down, buddy. Yeah, Jesus. Reel it in, pal. <laughs> You're back. You're back. Yeah. Loaded, locked and loaded, man. There we go. Yeah, I am back. Jesus Christ. But, uh, yeah, that is at flagshippatreon.com, uh, the Thursday TV reviews, Bound for Glory story, match of the week, written stuff, news stories like the NWA signing with the CW that you knew in July. If you listen to the show, you also knew that Yu Yu Omura was not leaving New Japan and uh, was going to come back to that company that was in that same update in July. Obviously, that took a couple of months to find out if that was actually going to come to fruition. So uh, that stuff is all up there. Plenty of stuff available. $5 tier, $10 tier unlocks everything, yeah. including the live shows as well, instant reaction lives uh, for all the major AEW yeah, pay-per-views and, and Ring of Honor and all that other stuff. They're saying in the chat that Han shot first. I know that. I'm Han in this scenario. I'm saying that guy's Greedo. <laughs> like, Greedo shot first is what I'm saying. I'm the, I'm the good guy here. I understand they, that Han shot first and then they changed it, which is bullshit because that doesn't fit the character. I'm the one who does the McClunky gimmick at, at the end of my fucking. You're a McClunky guy. Yeah, you're, you're McClunky. Yeah. You know, I tell me what they changed. I'm well aware. I laugh at you nerds, but I know it all too. <laughs> yeah. Your comic talk got a lot of people excited for, for nerd Joe Lanza. Neymar. No, he's the, that's a soccer guy. That. I think Neymar's the soccer guy, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he play for Brazil? Like, uh, what do we? We're yeah. not doing that again. We're not doing the soccer show again. But no, he's. <laughs> I'm saying Neymar is the Brazil, but he's also yes. Submariner. Same. Yeah, sort of, sort of the same. And then there's Nomar, who played shortstop no, for the yeah, Red Nomar. Sox. Yeah, of course, Nomar. Yeah. Nomar. Brief, uh, brief, to, uh, brief run with the uh, Mia, Mia Ham. Ham. Mia Ham, of course. Bring it full circle. Married to Mia Ham, who apparently played soccer too. Oh, not, what do you mean apparently? Mia Ham was a. Big time soccer. I know player. who she is, but if you think I watched one second of women's soccer in my life, I, mean, I would. But I know you who know she what? Is. I would venture to guess that you watched what was the there was the one World Cup that everybody watched. I assure you, I didn't watch a single minute. Mm. Rich, I don't even watch men's soccer. Why would I watch <laughs> women's soccer? All right, I got. I suppose that's true. The way you pointed out is. is I mean, is, I, I, look. If the men's World Cup comes around, you don't. You don't remember the fa What was it? The uh, the, the famous Brandy Chastain. You know, taking the shirt off no, I, in celebration. I, like you watch that. No, I remember that, and I know who all these people are because I'm part of the. Because you weren't culture. like sitting down, you know, 
with your pints. But if you think I was exactly <laughs> watching, watching your World exactly, Cup. Yeah, right. I would rather do literally anything else than watch women's soccer. I mean, that, I'm not sitting down the watch, but I know who they are. Right, right. You know everybody involved. Yeah. You know, Rapino just retired, right? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, and for Pat people thinking, all t- Joe must be sexist. No, you also don't watch any. You don't watch men's soccer either. You'd rather be chained to a, <laughs> a chair than to watch. Uh, I'll watch a um, little men's World Cup, and I'll and I, you know what? I'm, I've gotten into the fucking Eurovision or the Euro. Not the Eurovision's the singing competition, the uh, the Euro Cup gimmick too that they do every few years. That isn't the world. You don't even know uh, what I'm UEFA, about. UEFA, like, right? No, the European one, the uh, European specific <laughs> UEFA, one. It's the European one, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> so um, I watch that, too, because Italy. You know, I get into that. I get into the, to, to Italy. You know, <laughs> the I'll homeland. Bet on you got to root on the homeland, yeah. Yeah, and I'll bet on it, you know, which which because I don't know anything. And I'll just, uh, you know, but I'll bet on it anyway. But, um, um, yeah, I don't know. Rapino just retired, and yeah. they had the whole – they had the whole upper deck tarped off like a dynamite taping. No one cared. <laughs> I mean, there was nobody there. But but she retired. Should have booked Mystico. Um, yeah, you could have sold some ticks. Yeah, I know they should have put they should have booked Mystico for 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 you know halftime or something. Maybe they would have put some people in the building. But, my man, uh, my man, uh, Mystico, he's going to be uh, wrestling uh, and halftime of the Denver Broncos game coming up. And I I, I would assure you that there's probably going to be well a well attended game uh, as well. So I don't know if that hurts or helps as Flair Thez. Uh, uh, candidacy, but uh, another full house for Mystico here this Sunday. Uh, Denver versus whoever. I don't. I, I don't know who the hell they're playing, but uh, and Denver. Denver stinks, right? They're terrible. They're awful. Okay. They're terrible. Yeah, yeah. Beat, um, beat the Bears. <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> Came back. Russell Wilson is washed up. The beat. They have no defense. I mean, they're just. Yeah, they're 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 terrible. They're the shits, and they, well, they're going to be the shits until they give it to Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, Mister goes wrestling at halftime, so it, it's forget what it is. It looks pretty cool. It looks like a hell of a uh, I don't know if, like how long these matches are going to go, but uh, it's uh, playing me... the uh, Packers of Green Bay. Oh, there you as, go. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. As Eddie Murphy said in Coming to America, when he was trying to relate to his coworkers <laughs> at McDowell's, remember? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so you got. Uh, you watch- it just says Empower Field at Mile High will host Luchadors, Mystico, Atlantis Junior, Templario, and Volador Junior in a pregame. Oh, sorry, I thought it was halftime pregame exhibition of Lucha Libre during the Broncos' October twenty second home game against the Packers. So there we go. You have to see how many people are in the building because halftime you didn't draw that house. Those people are there anyway. But how many people are going to show up early? this pregame exhibition to watch Mystico, Atlantis, Templario, and Volador Jr. That will be the real test, I think. Or not. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a partnership we'll with uh, CMLL in uh, Denver. So there you go. All right. Let's, let's get to Mystico since we're talking about him. He's moving tickets. The uh, final count for uh, yesterday's AEW Dynamite Rampage double taping uh, from the Fort Bend Epicenter in Rosenberg, Texas. Joe, how far are you from Rosenberg, Texas? I don't know. You, do they you know where Rosenberg, just out- Texas is? <laughs> no. They say it's just outside of Houston. So. Okay. Is I, it? I think Excalibur... <laughs> I think Excalibur may have mentioned that once or twice that it's uh, just outside. Yeah, of we're not in Houston, but we're just outside of Houston. It's uh, like when they go to they go to that building in Cedar Park, and they always say Cedar Park, just outside of Austin. <laughs> what is with wrestling promoters being insecure about the actual yeah, just town say that the show Texas. is in? It's okay. I don't know what is the big deal. I don't I don't understand like why that's they always insist on. That used to be a Vince McMahon thing where he would say, "Don't say the name of the town we're in," like. 
there was in a, the a population cut off. Yeah, they're in some random high school in the uh, suburbs. And of, they don't of... just don't. Then they just don't say anything. They right. wouldn't say the name of the town. But then if they're in like like you said Pittsburgh, they'd say they were in Pittsburgh. But um, AW does the thing where it's like they have to say the closest, like whatever it's a suburb of. They have to mention it. I don't understand. Like they they really think people are paying that close attention. And are going to think you're small time because you know you're in Rosenberg, Texas. I, how about then just fucking run Houston then? What the fuck are you running? <laughs> I guess it's the cost of the building and all that. I'm but, sure. Uh, uh, hour and a half for you yeah. to get to uh, Rosenberg, Texas, if you leave right now. Oh, you looked so, that up? Huh? I did. Yeah. What what end of Houston do you have to go? It oh, is see. the southwest end of Houston, right outside it's of outside Sugar, of Sugar Land. Land. Sugar Land, yes. Yeah, so that's. I do know where that is. I've never been there, but that's like if you're coming from where I live, you got to go like through Houston. Yeah, it looks like that'd be a shit ride to do. Yeah. To get to the other side of Houston to get to Rosenberg. And yeah, no, there's uh, I, I, I don't frequent those parts very much, but um, yeah, I don't know. So Mystico without question push some tickets for this absolutely thing, yeah I mean, so so here's the number the final number was 4457 and tickets moved fast after they announced mystico uh that was that he was going to wrestle on uh, rampage now they also did lower ticket prices as AEW has done they they're they're putting ticket prices high and customers have smartly realized this and now are waiting and not buying tickets because there used to be the day of rush to get dynamite tickets because you want to make sure you're in the building now that doesn't that doesn't take place anymore. Now the tickets go on sale, and few people here and there buy them. But they pretty much you don't know what the number is going to be until a couple days before the show because people wait it out. AEW lowers the ticket prices. This time they did lower ticket prices and some buy one get one free deals as well. But I do also think that the the inclusion of Mystico has to do it because they nearly doubled where they were last week. As of October 11th, the show had only sold 2,462 tickets and ended up at 4,457. Uh, for the uh, double of Dynamite and Rampage, so combination of all three things. But yeah, you gotta, you do have to at least give some credit to Mystico because it's a, there's a clear line from you know pre-announcing Mystico to post you know announcing Mystico, and that line you know they, they sold a ton of tickets after announcing Mystico was gonna be on the show. Yeah, and it wasn't just the usual lowered ticket prices, and all that has a factor too, but. It was above and beyond what they normally do when they lower the ticket prices at the end and all those sorts of things. So he had a meaningful effect on the uh, on the tickets. So it was a savvy move to put him on there. Now, because yeah, for the record, they want... lower ticket prices and do buy and get one free deals on most of these things, and they're not doubling their attendance in a week. So right, <laughs> you know I mean? it, like so something's... it was definitely the fact he was on it too. Yeah, had a lot to do with it. So you know the the the, the thing that everyone wants to talk about though is what here what what does AEW have cooking with CMLL? Right, because that's kind of the yes, more interesting because, story here. You know, you first had the booking of Mystico, which a lot of people were just like, "Whoa, okay, this is strange. This is weird." And and we'll talk about it a little bit. But like, obviously, it's gi- a, a gigantic weird thing to have to have. You know, AEW who has a relationship, you know, a pseudo relationship with AAA, also has a pseudo relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, they, they, that that was kind of always a weird, strange bedfellows thing too, with you know AAA and CMLL and 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 the two rival companies in Mexico and their allegiances with Japan or whatever. So then there was that weird situation where you couldn't have you know New Japan wrestlers on a show that also featured AAA wrestlers and all this weird stuff. And then here they go, boom, booking Mystico, and then follow that up the next day with a discussion that uh, you know Tony kind of met with officials from CMLL, and that this appears to be something else going on so what do you got there well 
here's what people have to remember. And I talked to a bunch of people this week and, you know, are getting similar stories and similar takes and similar interpretations from everyone. What, what you have to, what people have to remember here is there is no formal uh, relationship between AEW and AAA. That's number one. There might be some it's a loose you know, affiliation at this point basically loose agreements or whatever between between conan and tony khan or whatnot and the other very important piece here is that the vast majority of triple a talent that works regularly for aew is under aew contract and is not under triple a contract so the fact of the matter is when you really look at it from that standpoint it's AEW that has AAA by the balls here because most of these guys, all the big name ones that people are running through their head right now, your Pentagons, your Phoenix, people like that, they're under contract to Tony Khan and they're not under contract to AAA. So it's like, even if AAA wanted to be mad about this and to be fair, no one I talked to said that they are. Okay. What are they going to do about it? They can't pull any talent. Because Tony has them under contract anyway. So AAA has no power here. Even if they were upset and even if they didn't want AEW doing business with CMLL, there's nothing they can do about it and they have no power. Um, Now, from what I understand, no one I talked to has suggested to me that this is something that AAA would be particularly annoyed about to the point they don't want to work with AEW anymore anyway. it, It just... But even if they were, they had no power anyway. Now, as far as the CMLL AEW relationship, obviously Rocky Romero is going to be at the center of this. This guy, all of a sudden, over the last year or so, mover and a shaker, man, a major power broker in pro wrestling. You know whether he as the key go between with Tony Khan and Gato and the New Japan office is Rocky Romero, and now Rocky working all these CMLL shows. And being a big star down there for them this year. And now, you know, look, CMLL obviously loves the idea. You know, they're putting out releases and everything talking about it of having a relationship with a big time American company again. And Rocky Romero is at the center of that. Now, is CMLL going to want their wrestlers in the same matches as the AAA wrestlers? or the, the, you know, Tony's AAA wrestlers that work both companies. No, they, they're not going to want that. So Tony is smart enough and Rocky is smart enough to ensure that that isn't going to happen now. So, so I, you know, you're not going to want to expect that. Is something more formal going to come down the pike? No one seems to know. And I asked everyone who would believe me. It's just right now. It's Tony knows he can do this because there's there's no risk to his relationship with AAA because even if they're annoyed, they can't do anything about it because he has all those guys under contract anyway. And if legal push comes to legal shove, they work for him and they don't work for AAA. So, um, yeah, at worst they can say, well, we're not going to put your guys on our shows. And it's like, all right, (laughs) it's not that big of a deal. Right, that's not that all big of a deal. Oh, Sammy Guevara can't be on Triple Mania. All right, well, whatever. (laughs) Or or maybe maybe AAA attempts to lock up some of the per-date deal guys that Tony uses that might not have full-time contracts. 
but they're not going to do that because AAA isn't all that worked up about this. They don't they, they don't really mind that Tony's booking the CMLO guys too. Um, you know, because again, it's not as if they had some formal deal where there's some kind of, you know, money that they're going to be losing out on or something. It's not like that. Right. You know, it's just Tony having a loose affiliate, a loose relationship with Tony Khan and really Tony just signing all of his guys out from under him. If you really want to look at it from that standpoint, I mean, that's really what the AAA relationship is. And I suppose if you're CMLL, you might want to be wary of that. I mean, if someone's, as we've seen with Tony Khan, if someone's available and not under contract, whether it's a AAA wrestler, a New Japan wrestler, anybody, he'll sign them if he wants them. He'll make them a fair, open market, free agent deal. You know, so maybe from that standpoint, if you're CMLL, you want to keep it at arm's length a bit. But th the thing about it is CMLL has a great relationship with New Japan. And they obviously have a great relationship with Rocky. And Rocky's the centerpiece of all of these things. And Tony at least in my view, and I think you would probably agree, hasn't been dirty about any of these scenarios with any of these other promotions. He treats his partners pretty fairly. Uh, you can say it got a little contentious with the NWA because I think when Tony helped with the Empower pay-per-view, the all-women's pay-per-view, by providing some talent and maybe even providing some money, and he didn't feel like Billy Corgan credited him enough for that right you if tell that, tony if that didn't come up in a in, in that press conference we would never know we I mean, wouldn't if, even know about if tony didn't say hey you know what like if somebody didn't ask him about some women i forget what exactly the question that, that started it but it was something about a women's he was match or whatever shit for his as booking usual, of women's yeah, wrestling as per yeah. usual and he said ah you know what that that whole women's pay-per-view was be you know <laughs> it wouldn't have happened without me had nobody right. had somebody not asked him that and he not answered in that way if he just said oh yeah okay whatever and moved on we never would have known that there was any beef between those two. We would know that they're no longer working together closely, but at least we would know, ah, you know what, whatever. They just kind of moved apart or whatever. We wouldn't know that there's any quote unquote beef. So I don't know. That's, that's loose beef there. I don't think those two are, you know, I, I, I don't know how much they were going to work together in the future anyway, but yeah. I just, I just think Tony was a little put off that, that he didn't get his proper credit for that publicly right, from right, the NWA right. side. And again, we never would have known, like you're saying that would never even would have come up if it didn't come up in a presser. My, my point is that's maybe one situation you can point to that maybe was a bit contentious, at least public. Otherwise, he's, you know, he's always talks about how he values his relationships with other promotions and whatnot. As far as fans go, this could only be a great thing for fans. CMLL, we have talked about it a million times having a great year. Um, they're going to be in conversation for promotion of the year. Mystical is going to be in a conversation for wrestler of the year. Um, they've had shows that will be in the conversation for show of the best show of the year. And to get a guy like Mystical on your show and push some tickets to help push some tickets. And then this opens up all other kinds of possibilities. And as people like, uh, you know, Rob Bahari pointed out that the schedules are very conducive to one another. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's a, the, the AEW schedule is a Wednesday, Saturday schedule. And that doesn't interfere with Tuesday, Friday arena, Mexico. You know what I mean? It's like perfect. If you wanted to bring in, more people and bring in a Soberano Jr. or a Mascara Dorada or a Templario or whoever the fuck, you know, uh, give Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson, his, his Blue Panther match that he's been clamoring for for the last X amount of years. These are all things that are on the table now. But um, a lot like the AAA thing, it's nothing formal at this point. And I think as long as they keep the AAA 
affiliated wrestlers out of matches with the CMLL wrestlers, which they're going to be smart enough to do. I don't anticipate, based on the conversations I've had with with everyone, there being much of a problem between, you know, uh, look, obviously, we know for a fact that the CMLL side doesn't give a shit that Tony works with AAA affiliated wrestlers because they sent Mystico to him. Right. If they had a problem with that, they would have never sent them there to begin with. So we know they don't care. Everyone I talk to is telling me that Conan doesn't care. So now you just keep them apart. So that you just have to live with. You're not going to get your AAA CMLL dream matches in AEW. Right. If you're thinking, oh, man, Mystico versus Phoenix, let's do it. I wouldn't, you know, not yet. You know, maybe maybe down the line or ah, Penta versus, yeah, it might not, you know, might not happen. But that's, it's, I wouldn't rule it out, though. I mean, hell, we, two years ago, we would have ruled out. New Japan and, and AEW ever working together. You know what I mean? Like, we would have absolutely 100% when AEW, oh, hey, when AEW started, there was no chance in fucking hell I was going to ever say that they would get together because New Japan and AEW had a lot of contention at, at that time. And it all got smoothed out, and we've had two incredible Forbidden Door pay per views as a result of it. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I never say never, but I would say on this one, it, it might be, it might be tough. Might be tough. No, yeah, right. You know, you're not going to get any of that unless, you know, the, the, the only way you're going to get matches like that are if the AAA affiliated wrestlers who are under contract with Tony have a split with AAA. And then they're free to do whatever they want. And you don't have to worry about any political ramifications or anything like that. At that point, you know, they can go work for CMLL. You know, it's it, so, you know. That, I guess that, Phoenix did that, actually leave AAA for people that are going to say, all right, Phoenix left AAA. I, I, I think he, I forget if it was actually like an official, official yeah, thing. Yeah, he stripped him of a title and everything. Titles, yeah, so before people get on me, I, I know. But it's, it's you know, th- those guys. It's still probably something you're not going to want to, listen, you're not going to want to fuck with that and book right. Phoenix against some CMLL wrestler and, and risk pissing everybody off. And, you know, they're going to be smart about this. And, you know. I think the key thing for people to remember and maybe they, you know, that, that there was never any formal deal money deal between AEW and AAA. It was just a friendly, you know, we're going to work together. You're going to send us Kenny Omega now and then we're going to, you know, send you these guys and then you're going to sign them. And, uh, you know, and, and <laughs> so it's like, you know, what, what could Conan do about it? Even if he was upset, the answer is nothing. He can't do anything about it. Right. But Which probably, you know, you look at new Japan as well. You look at like something like an Aussie open that, you know, those guys, you know, worked both places and then AEW signed them and then they became property of AEW and not property of new Japan. And as far as I know, there's not like huge content. I mean, I think it's probably just, does it irk you a little bit if you're new Japan? Yeah, probably. I mean, it, it, it probably irks you a little bit, but I think everybody kind of realizes the scope of, of the wrestling world right now and that it's probably healthier to work together than to work apart from each other. There, there's there's a Goliath that's, you know, starting to fire up a little bit again about, you know, national or global expansion and Europe and Mexico and Japan and stuff. So, you know, this might be this is a probably a very good time for if you're any of those other promotions, if you're the second tier of promotions or or, or you're not, you know, for, for if you're in America and you're the second tier and you're another promotion across the world, like it's probably conducive to you to maybe start to think about being a little nicer and playing a little more ball with, with these other companies as opposed to fighting against them because there's a Goliath coming and, and, and they might they might be trying that this shit again uh, of global expansion. So uh, be, be careful. Be, be, be very, very careful there in Japan and Mexico and, and elsewhere. So, Well, from a fan standpoint, what we now have is we know the New Japan CMLL relationship is rock solid. We know that CMLL has begun working with RevPro 
they just had those shows that I'm still catching up on uh, last month. Um, and we know that uh, RevPro and New Japan obviously have a great relationship. We know that Tony has spoken about having a relationship with Andy and RevPro. And now the last piece of sort of that four-way puzzle there is now Tony has a relationship with CMLL. So all four of these promotions in four different countries, AEW, New Japan, CMLL, and RevPro. This is uh, a great four-way sort of alliance, which is great for fans because you're going to see more things like RevPro running these Fantastica Mania shows and Mystico showing up on AEW shows. And when, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you, we could see shows where all four of these companies contribute talent and, and, and help each other out. And, and I mean, you know, th- there's potential for shows uh, that like look at Forbidden Door now, where none of the AAA affiliated talent could work Forbidden Door because New Japan is so loyal to CMLL. Well, now we could see CMLL talent on the Forbidden Door shows moving forward. And and that adds a whole nother dimension to the Forbidden Door shows and a whole nother slew of sort of dream matches and, and things like that. Oh yeah, that, that that to me is probably the biggest aspect of this. And 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 you know, we we've always been looking from from day one with AEW, always been looking for what was gonna be their their cruiserweight division, WCW's cruiserweight division. The the, the the hallmark to some of us of WCW during its prime is that that first hour of Nitro, that first match of Nitro, that first match of a of a WCW pay-per-view would have, you know, your Dean Malenkos and your Rey Mysterios and your Ultimo Dragons and your Juventu Guerreros and your 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 Eddie Guerreros and all those types and and those sort of guys, your psychosis and stuff we're always wondering what how, where's AEW? What, what is their cruiserweight division going to be and when an AEW initially launched they felt like they had the strong hearts they had the you know the the the, the chinese wrestlers you had shima and his guys and all and that felt like okay that could be it i mean remember i, I forget what jackson it was you know maybe it was, it was probably both of them at, at, at the podium the first time that they had that AEW conference talking about hey these guys are doing stuff that you've never seen before they're going to blow your mind or whatever and we all thought okay there we go and then there was also the Joshi influence in early AEW of like, okay, maybe this will be their their quote unquote cruiserweight division, which is something that's just dramatically different than what's being done uh, on other American television. And you can start off a show with it, and it's a guaranteed you know fun match on your opener, fun match on a pay per view or whatever. And little by little, obviously, you know, COVID kind of killed the Strong Hearts thing. That was never going to happen. And then you know, COVID also kind of hurt the Joshi thing where they weren't able to come over for a while. And now. You know, AEW does not have that division. They don't have anything like that. This this also presents an opportunity to find a market and find a niche that's just not being served elsewhere. And and, and WWE for how many years tried to find a Latin superstar? So many years they tried to find a guy, whether it be a Rey Mysterio, whether it be an Alberto Del Rio, whether it be you know a, a Mystico, you know, with Sin Cara or whatever. They always thought, but they never because they're WWE. So of course they fucked it up. You know, every which way and every every possible way or whatever. This presents an opportunity to really find a market that I think that if AEW is smart, they're they're excited about this. Tony's excited about this. Everybody's excited about this. And how can we make the most of these guys and this talent that we now have access to and these abilities to book these guys and put these guys on shows and book these dream matches and and have these awesome. I mean, there's so many things you could possibly do with this relationship. It's just a matter of you know really planning it out, and really doing it, and. You know, do I have as much faith in 2023 AEW to do this as I would, you know, 2021 AEW? I, I don't, but um, this one seems hard to screw up, but we'll see what, what ends up happening. Uh, you know, off to a good start with Mystico, so we'll see. 
No, this is great. I mean, this is phenomenal for, for pro wrestling fans, you know, so, um, you know, this is, this is a really good thing. And, and as long as AAA doesn't get a bug up their ass for some reason, and there's no indication that they have one, then it, it's, it's really like the best of both worlds where you're not even going to see, you, you'll still see AEW working with AAA too, which is also great. It's just AAA can't get in the mix with those other, with those other four, with those other three promotions. That's all. You know, it just has to be a separate relationship apart from the other relationship, which it's a shame that AAA and CMLL can't get along, but that's just never going to fucking happen. I mean, that's just something that is just never going to happen. So, um, you know, anyway, that's what's going on with that. We should probably talk about this dynamite rating a little bit. Real quick, real quick, we got a report from uh, somebody. I think it's a listener. Um, I think they're listening. No, this is no. It's about the match. It's about the match itself. I don't Uh, know if you you got anything about that, but uh, I heard it was great. Yeah, I heard it was great. It was two out of three falls. So it was. uh, The person said to me, "This was a CMLL match." That that's you know that's awesome. Point blank, they said. I uh, don't really tell you guys this, but it's getting rave reviews online. But you guys are going to enjoy this match when it airs on Friday. Uh, also, I don't know if this was set on TV yesterday, but the match was two out of three falls. So they gave you a CMLL match there. It wasn't an Americanized match. Authentic. It was two out of three falls, authentic CMLL, rave reviews from everybody. Uh, the picture looked awesome. Yeah, th- this, this person standing here, bunch of people holding up Mexican flags behind them, crowd going nuts for Mystico. So, yeah, I am. Haven't been this excited on a rampage in uh well yeah, yeah. Uh, CM Punk I think is probably the last time I was this excited to watch a rampage uh, on Friday the the nurse was like oh sorry my friends want to get drinks tomorrow is that okay and I was like ah oh, man I, you know that's fine <laughs> you know, take take all the time you want honey I don't care you know I, I really sold it really sold it like oh she's like oh I forgot to tell you is that okay and I'm like. I'll yeah I'll find I'll find dinner myself and just hang out here <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna eat pizza and watch rampage fucking rocks I can't wait it's gonna be incredible yeah it, look it's is uh every, I've heard all the same thing that it's an authentic arena Mexico style match between the two you know and and it might not be for everyone but so what fuck it fuck what why seriously why does everything have to be for everyone right this is on Rampage at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday. This idea that everything has to be for everyone is just such misguided bullshit. You know, it's, um, would I put an Arena Mexico main event with a guy who's never been in my company and the third rhythm guitar from Best Friends, would I put that top of the hour on Dynamite? Rich, I probably wouldn't, okay? 10 o'clock on a Friday night to wind up people like us? I mean, fuck, that's what I love about AEW. Mm -hmm. And I want more of that in this company. And less of Adam! I had to get one in. There it is, yeah, there it is. I I want less of that. And I want more of this. I want more... Of that video package that they did for oh, Sheeta. What a package, yeah. And and Emi Sakura. I want more of that. Because you know I don't care about Sheeta. I I have I I just so indifferent on her. Her wrestling is fine. Her personality is fine. Her she she does not she just I'm very indifferent on her. But that got me into that match where they told us the back history and the story and everything. They didn't they didn't turn either one of those women into one note caricatures and they got me interested. You know, 
this idea that the only way a wrestler can have a character or a personality is if they're turned into a fucking cartoon like Tony Storm. It's just not true. Right. Suit Williams says, and it can easily be for everybody in the note of Sharon says, and it can easily be for everybody. It's a cool luchador coming in and having a showcase match. Why can't it be for everybody is my question. And it can be. Yep. And if people are exposed to it, maybe they'll get into it and they'll like it. But, but, but my point here is it doesn't have to be for the Twitter reply guy with Roman Reigns and his avatar who goes derp, but the casual fan doesn't care about Oh, well, fuck them then. This isn't for him. <laughs> right. that's they, why have, it's on... they have a company. They're good. They're sort yeah, of... you, you have plenty of hours of stuff that's for you. Why can't something be for the wrestling fan? And AEW still serves the wrestling fan in between trying to serve that other guy too with stuff like this. You know, and again, it's 10 o'clock on a Friday on a show that presumably none of these people care about anyway. So what, why do they care? Yeah, it was, it was a whole week of, of, of Dave, unfortunately, replying, Dave Meltzer replying to, you know, two follower egg accounts being like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> like, who cares? It's like, I'm not, I don't watch Rampage and I'm not gonna because I don't know who this guy is. All right, well, cool. You're not going to watch Rampage anyway. Yeah, what? Fine. And you're probably someone who says you never watch Rampage. So it's not for you. <laughs> it's okay. Then it's not for you. Cool. Well, well you, know what? you know what? But here's the thing. Rich Krejci is going to watch Rampage this weekend. Fuck you yeah, probably don't every week. No. And you probably it's on the don't DVR every week. And it gets, yeah. it gets mass deleted. I, I will tell you, four or five weeks of Rampage get piled up and, and usually deleted. Because yeah, if you don't hear so- that something get, gets hyped, you're like, oh, I don't need to watch it then. Because you see the results. I, 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 that, you handle that the same way I handle WWE. That's how I handle SmackDown. Oh, my DVR is full. Well, I heard there was a Gunther match on this day, and so then I'll go watch that. And then I'll say, oh, well, the reviews for the – I'll look on Cage Match. Oh, this SmackDown got a four. Oh, that one's getting fucking deleted. That's how you handle Rampage. Ah, I'm going to mass delete him. I know there's nothing on it. Brother Zay, no thanks. But you're going to watch this week. You know, and that's the point. You know, when did, as wrestling fans, we decide that nothing should be for wrestling fans anymore? And it all has to be for the casual viewer, I, the made-up casual viewer. I've been I've been asking the same question for about twenty years now, and I, I still don't know. And 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 yeah, it, it's despite the fact that most of the time when you do wrestling stuff and serve wrestling fans with wrestling stuff, uh, it does pretty well. But uh, yeah, time and time again, we make this way harder than it needs to be, uh, over and over and over again. And I don't. Yeah, uh, we were told that the Viking Kenny Omega match wasn't for the masses either, and then it popped the number. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like wrestling fans like wrestling. Yeah. And they're out there. <laughs> they're there. They're and just... we, we're, we are out there. We are out there. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm jacked up about it. I'm excited. We've been on top of the CMLL all year. I just finished up their September for my monthly column, which is a couple days late. I always earmark the 15th. It's the 19th. I, I just have to watch a couple of the Rev Pro recommendations that I got from September. Ironically enough, a lot of them are the CMLL matches that they had. And then I'm going to write that up. So give me about 72 hours on that, probably before the end of the weekend. But yeah, it's uh, super. So anyway, Dynamite, as I was as, I was going to say, uh, we should probably briefly talk about this Dynamite number that came out today because this is exactly why we talked about, you know, this whole Tuesday night war. You know, in a week, it wasn't going to matter anymore. You know, it's one week bragging rights. It's bragging rights until the next war, right? That That's how these things will work. And big picture, it really doesn't matter. You know, you get some egg on your face. 
Dynamite bounces right back. They do what? 902,000 viewers this week. Was it 902? Uh, 901. 901. 901,000 uh, viewers on average. And a uh, 0.31 and in the 1849. Yeah. Right, so an, an outstanding number for Dynamite coming off last week when they were, you know, predictably lost on a different day. Uh, got their asses handed to them in total viewership. Lost in the demo. They go right back to their own day. And, you know, if you looked at the quarter hours, the show was steady as shit. Like everyone just watched the whole show until the the jobber battle royal, and that's when the battle royal quarter hour dropped like a stone. Which you're fighting an uphill battle because oftentimes that quarter hour drops anyway. So I think what Tony did there is he knew the battle royal, you know, was maybe it was an important story element to what's going on in the company because you knew Juice was going to win. Um, but there was no star power in the battle royal, so he put it in the main event, the quote unquote main event slot. But a lot of times the fake main event is in quarter hour eight and the real drawing stuff is earlier in the show. The, every quarter hour was steady, basically did the same viewership, same demo viewership. Yeah, you're looking at 1% drop, 1% add, 1% drop, 4% drop, 3% drop. It's, it's yeah, very, very steady. It's all margin part. of error yeah. shit. It's, you know, there's no narratives to be drawn from any of it other than people watched Dynamite this week and stuck with it all the way through and didn't really care about the Battle Royal. Not that the Battle Royal did atrocious numbers or anything, but the Battle Royal was the first drop. And then they had a, like a three-minute overrun, and that shot up because I guess people were tuning in to whatever movie they wanted to watch or whatever, which helped. Young Shelton. <laughs> trying to get their Young Shelton Is that what fit. it was, Young Shelton? Yeah, it always right, is, so, unfortunately. So it's like uh, I think that that little bump in the overrun pushed them back over averaging 900,000. I don't think without that overrun they would have they averaged uh, like No, eight. you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so it's like, I know that's just an arbitrary number, and there's really no difference between averaging 898,000 viewers over two hours and averaging 901,000 viewers over two hours and three minutes. It just looks nicer on the page. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a, you know, it's uh so, so that's kind of, it's like the end of the baseball season's coming and your favorite player's hitting 298. You want them to go three for four in that last game and get to 300. You know, even though it really yeah, it's a nice good round number. It's a, it's a, it's a number you like. Yeah, it, it's right. Looks so, better. Yeah, yeah. So those are like ten sat bats. Even if you're eliminated, you're like, ah, man. You know, I hope whoever the fuck Frank Thomas gets to three twenty. Oh, hold on a minute. Frank Thomas was battling to get to three hundred. Get, get I just said three twenty from okay, three nineteen. If, right. if you weren't if you weren't busy being uh, doing your imitation of the uh, what what do they what what does Tom Lawler call Dave? He calls him the uh, the something steamroller. He calls him the I think he calls him the San Jose steamroller. San Jose steam. <laughs> yeah, if you weren't busy being the San Jose steamroller over here, you would have heard me bump it up to three nineteen so and three twenty. Tom Lawler is the best. So, yeah, yeah, because he's one of us. Yes, you know, uh -huh. Lawler is one of us. You know, I wouldn't be stunned if he's listening right now. You know, so um, anyway, yeah, so they 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 put up a nice number this week, which just goes to show it, it proves our you know, point time and time again about the one week thing. And also time and time again, that the thing that affects dynamite more than anything else. And this was not always the case, but it is absolutely 100 percent the case now. What affects AEW television more than anything is WWE. There was yes, they were up was... against dynamite was up against a WNBA game that had 800,000 people watching it as well. It was up Finals against game. 
yeah, the final, yeah, the, the game decided game five of the, of the WNBA finals, which again, like I'm saying, it did a good rating. The, the WNBA finals did uh, 889,000 viewers, so just under uh, 0.24 in the 18 to 49. That's a very good number for a WNBA playoff game, and you know, the finals deciding game. Also, there was an ALCS game going on at the same time, Astros Rangers. That was on FS1, but they had 4.6 million viewers and a 1.16 in the 18 to 49. But those things don't really affect. AEW television anymore. There was an NHL game on, on as well that got just under 700,000 viewers and a .18 in the 1849. Those are all sports properties and in other eras, sports properties, big time sports games, World Series, finals, big time NHL games, but that stuff would all affect Dynamite and affect AEW you know, television. Nothing affects AEW television more than WWE does right now. So yeah. they have it used to be sports news and cultural events. Right. A State of the Remember? Union address, was, uh, yeah. a debate, a presidential debate, whatever. You'd get all those sort of things, but yeah, now it's 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 the the storming of the Capitol. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, that was remember a, that one. Yeah, I do that. That was... It happened on a Wednesday. I know, of course. There was a while there where there was like about six months or whatever, where like all of these just like crazy things would happen on a Wednesday. It'd be like a horrific hurricane has come and destroyed you know yeah. half of this state on a Wednesday. Uh, a bunch of people have come to storm the U.S. Capitol on a Wednesday. It's like goddamn. And this stuff is still going to look competition. All competition sure, is always going to affect. Sure, sure. But but your point, I mean, I think that's been demonstrated loud and clear now more than ever. WWE hurts them because they were head to head with WWE for what? Eight, how long did that last? 18 months or something. And they would just kick their ass. <laughs> they would just kick NXT's ass every week. You know, now it, it's it's it, WWE pay-per-views are going head to head. And there's another head-to-head coming up, isn't there? And it's pretty soon. It's not even uh, that far off. But the other thing I wanted to ask you, we talked about Tony Khan's tweets last week, right? What's your theory on Tony Khan potentially playing 4D chess with the meltdown tweets? That you know, there, There's a theory going around that maybe Tony knows what he's doing with this kind of thing. And he's sneaking in dynamite and collision plugs in the midst of his meltdown tweets and also taking attention away from the fact that they lost the head-to-head ratings battle. Do you buy the 4D chess theory? A little buy or sell. A little, little buy or sell here. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. little, little PTI uh, around the horn type stuff here. Um I the first part of yours is it cool that he is it helping that he's throwing in plugs for dynamite and rampage in the midst of these crazy tweets? I don't think because he matters. knows the tweets are going to go viral. Yeah, I don't think that because of the all. wild stuff he said. I, I don't think that matters at all. I, I don't think anybody that was on Twitter would go, "Oh yeah, rampage is on this Friday." But like, is but okay. Well, it mattering is different from was it his intent? Uh, maybe it was his of, intent. Now I will say the second part of your question. I do agree with that because the headlines last week were not NXT blitzes AEW in ratings or whatever. And that's, and that's how people are going to take it. Whether Because people are going to tell me, no, nah, the demo was kind of close. I'm not talking. I'm, you're talking to me who knows this shit. Your rank and file headline writer aggregator looks at number one and number two and says, oh, my God, NXT had this and AEW had this in the total viewers. Eric Bischoff will do the same thing. Your, your grifters are going to do the same. Your headline writers are going to do the same. All that stuff are going to do the same. And the headline last week was NXT destroys AEW in the ratings, right? That's the dumb person's headline last week. You and I, we can look at it and go, ah, you know, the demo and this and that. 
the dumb person's headline is AEW gets destroyed by NXT or NXT destroys AEW, whichever way you want to do it. The headlines last week were Tony Khan is a weird tweeter. Tony Khan's being weird. Why is Tony Khan tweeting so much? So I do buy into the fact. I don't buy into the fact that the tweeting helped the rating or whatever. I really don't because it's 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 we 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 just talked about that earlier. The 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 niche of the niche of the niche that that is Twitter. The people that are on Twitter they already fucking know about Rampage or Dynamite. No one's saying, oh, hold on a minute, Rampage. But I do believe that making the story and making the headlines on all the different aggregators and all the different websites. The fact that Tony Khan's tweeting and he's being weird about it and all on YouTube and all the grifters and all that sort of stuff. They didn't have time to talk about NXT destroying, quote unquote, AEW. Their focus was Tony Khan's tweeting. What is he doing? So whether that was his intent or not, I don't know. But he, there's no silly tweets coming out this week. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pretty- and what about, yeah, well, and what about the point Suit Williams brings up in the chat? Who, by the way, a good job out of Suit. You know, the Saints are playing right now. And he's in this chat, whooping it up with us. And the New Orleans Saints are playing an NFL football game as we speak. So there that's are. a big time His job. His New Orleans Saints. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he does here. So, By the way, Suit did a great job on the uh, Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast here on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, him and Jesse talking about uh, is AEW losing their identity. Great, great show. Make sure you listen to that. Yeah, so he makes a good point, too. It also got all the attention off of the quarters. Yes, 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 of and course. the angle, not the quarter hour ratings. <laughs> right, the actual the, little quarters. The the quarter roll of quarters with Friedman written across them. I forgot about there, that. Which, you know, honestly, that might even be more of it, now that I think right. about it. Yeah, because they have clearly pivoted from that. That was because a now huge Juice deflect this, and now a pivot. A deflect and a pivot, yes. That's right. Juice has like the ring, the fake ring, with the Cuban Zirconian or the Cuban Zirconia or whatever he calls it. Right, That's a good juice, right? That, that is a, a good, good juice. juice. Yeah. So he's got the, the ring from, from uh, TJ Maxx, you know, with the, with the I just Cuban saw that. Zirconia. I saw that. I went to uh, the high school that the Juice Man went to uh, just a couple days ago. Got to see his yearbook picture from uh, the 2006 graduating class. Uh, didn't you send that to me? I did, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, then I was at the actual school uh, a couple days ago. I went to meet my buddy for an open gym or whatever, and he was like, ah, hold on a minute. We stopped midway through the game. <laughs> he walked me over to their, you know, the high schools have, like, all the yearbooks, like, laid yeah. out in, like, a laminate, not like a laminated, but, like, a framed thing or whatever, and there he is, old, old juice. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't you know a girl who banged him in high school or you know a guy who was friends with him? What was the deal there? Uh, I don't know if I know any of that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, no, no, I knew, I I knew a guy a, who knew him. No, I knew a guy who grew up with uh, him, too. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, I knew yeah. you knew someone who knew him or something like that because he's probably around your age, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's right, he's right there with me. Yeah, I think he's a year younger than me. Uh, every, Give or take every, a year or something. Uh, people told me he was weird. And I went, well, yeah, he's a professional wrestler now. Like The person that knew him was like, yeah, he was kind of a weird kid. And I was like, well, of course he was a weird kid. He's a pro wrestler now. Like, I mean, he's weird by pro wrestler standards. <laughs> right, right. Like he's, yeah. Like, I'll tell you what, though. He's really carved a niche here. He is like a great mid-carder. Like, he, you know, the, the the voice, the persona, like he's a great stooge for Jay White, like a mid-card stooge. He's like the perfect guy to do the J-O-B for MJF here before MJF faces the boss of the group. You know, so uh, I, I've enjoyed him and his uh, his, his uh, comments in the background when, when, when uh, Jay White's talking. But yeah, so... A possible deflection and distraction from that controversy, which it appears as though they've pivoted from. And it looks like the role of quarters is history. Now, look, no one MJF. Who knows? Maybe the, the, the role of quarters gets back in the mix. 
during the actual match with Juice because MJF is a very stubborn's not the right word for this one. He's a very um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh principled? Very principled, principled. very headstrong, very in his beliefs like yeah, if he if he yes. thinks this will be something that will be good for the story or whatever, I I I don't see him dropping it completely and And to be good for the jewish community right which is his which is what he's very big on and all those sorts of things so who knows um you know but but it it appears as though they have pivoted away from it so i guess this is a long-winded way to say you know i guess you agree with the idea that maybe a lot of tony's surface insanity could have been 4d chess yeah it it may have been i i don't know it it, it, because this week there's there's nothing. I don't know. I don't know what is Tony tweeting this week. I I don't even remember. Don't even know. So yeah, maybe maybe it was, or it was just it like was, was it possible that the rating and the backlash to the it just kind of <laughs> got under his, his his skin and that's what I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, honestly, I think it's kind of- Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has. Plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Combination of both. Probably. You know, I look, we know he's very prideful when it comes to the ratings and those things, and I, I think he probably deep down thought he was going to win. Well, we talked about that last week, that, that and, his yeah, reaction felt yeah. like the reaction of a guy that thought he was going to win and then, you know, opened up his email and went, oh, crap. All right. Well, <laughs> that's not what I thought was going to happen. An, how, about another, how about another follow-up theory? There's a, you know, the uh, Cena Undertaker tweet that we buried under the earth for yes. being just loser shit, right? There's a theory, and I think this one came from Dave Meltzer. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. That the meaning behind that tweet wasn't to soften the loss, but it was a parody tweet because whenever AEW does a rating, everybody comes at Tony with no million. And what he was saying was, well, Cena and Undertaker didn't even do a million. <laughs> do you buy that? <laughs> I, mean, if I, do, I hope I don't. I... <laughs> I want to say no because I God, I hope he's got better things to do than to worry about. You know, these people in his Twitter mentions going no mill, you know, no one mill. Um, yeah, God, I hope not. You might be right. That was but him kind of. That was, in other words, the idea is it was him getting back at those people saying, uh, "Oh, what? No million? No million Tony, with the Cena and Undertaker?" I can no- think of quite literally a million things I'd rather do if I was Tony Khan and had the money that Tony Khan has and have the access to wealth that Tony Khan has that I would rather be doing than making sure I get one at, you know, X reigns era 69 X or whatever to make sure he knows that 
Hey, fuck that guy. Make... I'm going to let him know with this tweet. Yeah, it's like, like, I can't even imagine how many other things I'd rather do uh, if I was Tony than to do that. Got to so. make sure WWE counselor knows that. Uh, <laughs> right, hopefully they, Gareth. They I don't want million. Gareth getting yeah. – I want Gareth to we go usually... to bed knowing I'm dunking back on him. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's like I, you know, look, I don't, I don't know if I, 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 I buy that one. I, also, Tony's normally a better poster than that. I feel that like he's pretty low effort more clever. Posting. Yeah, it's low effort. It's, yeah, generally more clever. That's not really uh, conducive material. Hey, in this, we're talking about the Saints game, a player just they're playing the Tony Khan Jags, by the way. Oh wow! Um, now a player just went down for the Jaguars named Cisco. So you know I have to do it. Thunk, 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 thunk. Enter the Dragon, Rich, right? Absolutely. That's the name of the album. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cisco, Enter the Dragon. Love the Thong song. Big fan of the Thong Former song. member of? Oh, uh, you know what? Come on. I can't waste everyone's time. I, if you gave me like four minutes, I can come up with it. <laughs> come on. No one I'll wants... give you four minutes, baby. Let's go. I, no, 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 no. No one wants to hear me go, um, mm, uh, for four minutes. <laughs> I so, think they uh, do. You can get this. I promise you can get this. No, I know I can get it if I had enough time. I I got to dig deep in the brain. Do you need a know, hint? But uh, I would love a hint, sure. Okay. Um, two words. That's not helping. I'm not going to come up with it. I'm not going to come up with it. Oh, man. Now I'm starting to decide if I just leave you in your thoughts. Should I even tell you what it is? Maybe I'll come up with it halfway through the rest okay, of the show. Okay. I'm sure the chat room will, 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 will chime in. But, they'll uh, ruin it, of course. They'll, they'll ruin yeah. it, of course. But uh... Baby, make that booty go. <laughs> that thong, the thong, thong, thong. Yeah. You just want me to tell you? Every time TLB comes home and I give her a hug and feel around down, I'm like, oh. Thong, <laughs> Look thong, at thong, thong, thong. <laughs> yeah. Good for it's you. It's an exciting day. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's good, that's good stuff. Yeah. Drew Hill. Drew Hill, by the way, is the name of the band. Drew Hill. God damn it. Former uh, Dallas Cowboy, Houston Oiler re- receiver, too, but spelled differently. <laughs> well, really? I didn't know that. This is uh, D-R-U. <laughs> yes, the, they, are D-R-U. The they are D-R-U. They are D-R-U, yeah. yeah. Not, you know, Drew Hill spelled in the... Uh, yeah, I believe it's named after a traditional park. In, there's like a park in Baltimore that they're named after, so... Drew Hill, who... Yeah. I don't think he was a cowboy, actually, but he was definitely an Oiler. <laughs> Love the Oilers. So I saw Warren Moon the other day. Uh week ago Wheeler and ram yeah. he'll play for the rams too. yeah um you saw who the other day uh, warren moon was at a i went to a card show sports card show and uh warren ah, moon was there yeah okay i didn't no 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 i you know i don't get autographs no what a mark you're such a mark i did not get an autograph from warren moon i was at the card show walking around i did not take a, i wish i would have taken you know i could have because i looked at this line his line was not long did you bring your 1990 pro set Warren Moon <laughs> football card to be, to be signed by Warren And Moon. then sold immediately. The racket that was going on here was incredible. So you have, like, the, this giant table with, like, all these dudes. Marcus Allen, and then you have your current Bears. You know, Justin Fields is there. And then Gary Fensick is next to him or whatever. And then Richard Dent. And, all, and it's you know, this long lineup. And then Warren Moon's there or whatever. It's a long lineup of guys. And there's a long line to get these guys autographs. And then what you can do is you can get the autograph, walk to the table next to the autograph table, get it graded by a grader at that moment right there, who obviously is going to grade it high because, yes, Warren Moon's right there, and I just saw you get autographed by Warren Moon. And then the table next yeah. to that guy is buying your autograph card if you want to sell it to him. Man. And people are doing it. I was like, you came here, <laughs> paid world. 
50 bucks or whatever to get Warren Moon's autograph on a card. Then you paid 20 to get it graded. And then you sold it for whatever amount to this guy. Like, I don't know. Did you really make out? Like, they, I feel like the people behind the tables know what they're doing here. And you, behind, the other side of the table, are getting fucking, <laughs> like. You should have, yeah, that's that's some, yeah, I, that whole world is just. Oh, it is yeah, ridiculous. I, it is a yeah. ridiculous world. I bought a, uh, I did buy a whole, uh, uh, whole set of Frank Thomas cards, though. Speaking of the aforementioned Frank Thomas, 100 bucks, ah, came home with about 250 yeah. Frank Thomas cards. That'll work for me. Now that you're a mark for. Absolutely. Well, he's like the one guy I actually had all of frank thomas cards growing up like i would trade as a kid like i'm sure i gave up some very very expensive cards but um i'm sure i because i would be like ah, king Griffin jr take it i want frank thomas so i would trade any card uh for a frank thomas card or whatever and i ended up at the end of my you know card collecting days i ended up with you know 100 or so frank thomas cards and now i think i've rounded out the collection here with the the binder that i bought of, uh, of frank thomas cards but no i did not pay to get a mark pick with warren moon i, I should have it's like four people in warren's moon's line you know utter shit and then Justin Fields has really he didn't he had nobody I was I was like that's Warren Moon man like I almost I almost gave a pity I almost gave a pity buy like you know what no let me go talk to Warren Moon about like I don't I wouldn't even I don't even have anything for him to sign I just talked to him about you know being an oiler or whatever you know but yeah he had like How four Warren people Moon in his line everybody. and I was just like what what is going on here these kids I don't respect Warren Chicago. Moon yeah there's no he has no cachet here no cachet but yeah that's the problem um Man, many a Tecmo Super Bowl championship won with Warren Moon. I think that's what I would talk to him about. Yeah, I just talked about video Drew, games. The aforementioned uh, Drew Hill, Haywood Jeffries, Ernest <laughs> Givens, Curtis. That's Duncan. always my team. That's always my team, man. Because people don't people sleep on the Oilers because they don't like. Because if you play Tecmo Bowl and you pick the Raiders, everybody knows what you're doing. You're doing Bo Jackson or whatever. And then a lot of other people know. Like people used to do the Chiefs, but then now other people, you know, everybody knows about the Chiefs now with Okoya. yeah with with Christian Okoya. So it's like ah, you picked the, everybody knows, but you picked the Oilers and they're all like oh, all right, whatever. And I'm like all right, yeah, you go. And there's Warren Moon slinging the pill, man, all over the all over the field, all over the lot, yeah. as they like to say in football, throwing it all over the lot. Yeah, Warren Moon rocked. Yeah, nice facts too. Lorenzo White, Alan Pinkett. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of lot to love about the little Houston Mike Oilers. Rozier, right? Nebraska. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's definitely there. Yeah, you call you call a good play for him, man. Yeah, you're you're good. Breaking all those tackles, throwing that, spiking that ball when he gets in the end zone. Love a little Tech Mobile. I had a little cutscene. Yeah, I should play that tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's such a great game. <laughs> it's so it never gets old either. You, you just put the game in, you're like, I'm playing a whole fucking season. Tonight, right. It's four right? plays. The whole it, the game is just stupid. It's just if if I pick this play and you pick this play and your play doesn't match my it. play, I'm yeah. gonna score on you. You know what I mean? It's it's just not even a God, it rules. Tech Mobile, you see, yeah, Tecmo Super Bowl, you're right, but they did it was a little different Tecmo, but yes, Tecmo Bowl for sure. Tecmo, Tecmo Bowl Super is Bowl, just a like different. a game of, of yeah. it's a puzzle game. Bo Jackson running around everybody. Right, yeah. Right. It's it, a puzzle it, game made to be a football game, but a Tecmo Super Bowl, then you started to add a little bit there. That, that the Tecmo yeah, Super Bowl now, is the definitive game, by the way. Now you're still going to get the nano sack if they pick your play. Sure. That is sure. still going to be a thing. Unless you really have the quick finger and you can get the pass off, but you might not even, you, you know what I mean? But, um, so, but, but the thing is, in Tecmo Super Bowl, it's a one in eight chance that they're going to pick your play. Whereas in Tecmo Bowl, it's a one in four chance because there's only four plays in the playbook. So it does, you know, it decreases the chance of, of picking the same play. And if you're really good, even if they pick your run play, if you're really good and your guy is in excellent condition, yeah, there's a chance that you can get around the nano blitz and, and, and pick up some yards. I've played so many fucking games of Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> 
you, you, you know, it's like you get all hyped and you're like, you know, you got nothing to do. I'm going to play a whole fucking season because you think the games are fast. You get to like week seven and you realize, ah, you know, I might have to put this down and pick it up, uh, you know, tomorrow. I'm not going to get through all 16 weeks here. But uh, no, just the greatest shit, especially for the era, all the stats and the way that they count stats. The, the they, jerseys the, looked good. The logos looked good. The all the right tiebreakers for the wild card teams. Oh like, yeah, like they got it's just so fucking good, you know. And I even picked the pro, like the Pro Bowl teams at the end, uh, based on the stats. And for stat nerds like us, there was nothing like it, you know. You know, and if you're really good at the game, you're just trying to to rack up ridiculous statistics for all your players. You know, you'll you, you give yourself a little goal. You'll be like, all right, I'm gonna play. I know I can win the Super Bowl, but here's what I want to do too. I want to run for 2,000 yards with Alan Pinkett, and I want to get 150 <laughs> yeah. catches for Ernest Givens. And, uh, you know, I, and I you always went yourself... for 600 passing yards in a game with Warren Moon. <laughs> That's always my goal. Yeah, you yeah. The, you give yourself a little 600. goals. 500's, you know? You know, that, uh, 500's easy if you know what you're doing. Yeah. 600's like, the, all right, now we're getting it pretty tough here. This is kind of ridiculous. but And you got to make your own, like, you got to give yourself little governors, too. Like, you have to not allow yourself to use the nose tackle sack cheat where you just press down and then the jump button and you just nano sack the quarterback every time. Like you can't allow yourself. No, to no cheesing. You can't cheese. Can't be cheesing out there. No cheesing. Well, you have to restrict yourself. You have to say, all right, only one nose tackle cheese per game, you know, and then you got to save it for the right spot. Right. And then execute it properly. Cause if you do it all game long, it's just bullshit. And that's how it's like, like Mike Golick ends up with 78 sacks by the end of the season <laughs> because you're just spamming, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? You're spamming the fucking nano sack. But, uh, Oh, what a fantastic game. Yeah, man, I'm going to go play that right now. Yeah, we're yeah done with fuck this the rest now. of the show. MLW, they yeah. had a show. It was fine. <laughs> Move on. All right. Bound for glory. I'll be there. Move on. All right. Yeah, I guess we'll do the rest of the show. We only got an hour, and then we can go play uh, Tecmo Bowl. But uh, also on uh, Dynamite this week, uh, we should note uh, Sting uh, made his retirement announcement. Uh, he addressed the crowd, let the world know that AEW Revolution 2024 will be his final wrestling match now i think this is this is a, a smart thing to do here now now you've you've established this you've let people know and i think sting has you know definitely endeared himself to many 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 wrestling fans over the last you know three decades at this point uh in, in sting's career uh so now it's a great opportunity to it, it's it's a smart opportunity too because now AEW's coming to town sting might be there you might want to buy a ticket it might be the last chance to see sting Revolution, that's going to be a huge show, a mega show now. And you all can also plug, hey, this is Sting's last time in X. This is Sting's last time here. It's his last time in Atlanta. His last time in you know, Florida. His last time in California. Like, there's a lot of things that you can do with this, and, and I think it's smart. And, and I think it's, a good, it's, it's probably time for Sting to go. It's shocking that he's still lasted as long as he has and is, is still as good as he is. But uh, this is probably a good time for him to go and, and, and move on. So uh, I like the idea of the announcement. I like the idea of, of setting the exact date so now everybody kind of knows what the end point uh, is going to be and, and hopefully and it does seem like this is a retirement that's going to stick uh, for Sting and, and he's I mean it has it probably has to stick given his age I, mean, I don't know if he's going to do anything else in re- he might do something else in wrestling some other point uh, in his life but um, it does feel like this is this is it for uh, one Steve Borden 64 years old uh, right now he will be just uh, he won't turn 65 by the time revolution comes up though he's, his birthday is in March so he will retire as a 64 year old wrestler yeah, Tony let him call his own shot on this, you know, and he said, because you know, a lot of people were like, why didn't you time it for Wembley? And he's like, well, Sting's going to retire when Sting wants to retire, you know, and I guess Sting gave him the word that the end of this contract would be it. 
and uh, lines up with was it the Revolution paper? Uh, Revolution, yeah, Revolution twenty twenty four. That's the that's the early year one, right? That's February, the, usually February, the yeah, usually February, mostly mostly late February, uh, sometimes early early March, but uh, yeah, somewhere in that range. So that'll come sooner than people think, and you know, yeah, you can you can market Sting's final appearance in all these different markets, and hopefully build to a long term final match. I you know he's never had a singles match in AEW, so. Maybe he goes out with a singles match. You know, they've really done what I would call a perfect job with Sting since they signed him. I don't think I would change anything. No, it's you know, it's been from, great. It's been great. You know, you can knock them for a lot of things, and we do, um, especially from a booking standpoint. There's a lot of head-scratcher things. and But Sting is one of the things they really nailed from his presentation to – the amount of times that he's used, he's not overexposed. He's not underexposed. He's used just right. The association with Darby Allen, which has undoubtedly helped Darby. It is, it, you know, Darby, I, I think he's become a better promo working with Sting. I think. And I think that should be the working, final match. Honestly, it should be Darby versus Sting. And it could be. Do it. Yeah, and it could be maybe. Yeah, that would be a great idea, you know, and I think it's, it's helped Darby in his programs and his feuds to be aligned with Sting. Um, you know, Sting, his performances in, you know, they're very smoke and mirrors, but they have to be. He's he's in his 60s, and he has not once, to me, in a major way, showed his ass or showed his age or made it a farce. Oh, God, no, the opposite. Like the opposite. Every time yeah. it's like, oh, my God, Sting's 64 years old. Sting's 63 he years old. Yeah, and he overdelivers for the sure. Way they've, the way they've protected him has helped for sure, but that's the name of the game. I mean, you should be doing that. You know, and it's and that's a good thing. I'm not that's not a bad thing. And you know, a lot of times these older guys like go listen to our audio on 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 Muto's retirement run. It's like you know, it's dreadful. You know, and and um, you know, Sting has never looked out of place or looked like they had to slow down so he could keep up with everyone. He's just been a part time guy on the roster who, because of the face paint and because of the shape he stays in. And because of his performances, could pass for 44 instead of 64. And it's been what I would call legitimately a perfect run. And that the credit goes to Sting, of course. And the credit goes to Tony Khan for understanding how to use this asset. And let's not forget that early in the run, he was a legitimate business mover. Yes, he was. He would move quarter hours. He would move ratings. You know, he would sell tickets. He was a legitimate business mover at the start of the run. And, of course, that wasn't going to last forever. But he's provided value all the way through, particularly in being aligned with Darby Allen. I think you're dead on. He probably should face Darby in the final match. Um, You know, but he's going to do what he wants to do. And Tony's going to let him call a shot. And Sting has always been a guy who you don't get the sense he dislikes pro wrestling, but you also don't get the sense that he loves pro wrestling. Like, he's he, not a mark for himself no, or anything is, like and, that. And that's why this run has been, you know, a, a thing about this run is you can tell that he's never, you know, brother, brother, Tony, and said, ah, you know, I should be getting in the main event, or ah, you should put me against this guy. Or or, I think when Sting is not working in wrestling or actively at a wrestling show, I don't think he cares about wrestling or thinks about wrestling one bit. I don't think he's at home stewing about his spot or his, you know, his his win loss record, or whatever. I think he shows up to the building, gives it his all, goes home, and lives a very normal life, which a lot of wrestlers cannot do. 
you know, be be, yeah, be normal I, human I, beings outside of it, not be obsessed with this wrestling thing. I don't right. think he is. And I and, and you and the important thing you said there was gives it his all because he doesn't mail it in. Never. He's not stealing money. You know, not on this run. Maybe some of those TNA runs, maybe, but I, even in TNA, I thought. No, I'm going back Most and watching those. Time. I'm going back and watching those for the Bound for Glory series. It's not his fault. Like a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing in these main events, like they're not all good. Yeah. But it's not because Sting's not putting effort in. It's because TNA is getting in, you know, tripping on their own dick all the time. Like they're always doing with a bunch of bullshit and swerves and run-ins and all this sort of stuff. But Sting's putting big time effort in every single one of these matches. I mean, I just watched the match with him, between him and Samoa Joe. That episode's coming pretty soon uh, for Bound for Glory 2008, man. And they're working their asses off in that match. And, and even then in my notes, I'm like, God damn, Sting. I, like, I forgot that he was even this good this late. And that was 10 years ago. You know what I mean? It was, it's still, and he's still yeah. working great. So yeah, it, it, he was doing big bumps in that match and stuff too, and jumping and diving and, and all that. So he always gives it his all. It's just mostly been other stuff that's kind of failed him. It's WCW failed him in, in the nineties because they just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And then, you know, Eric Bischoff and, and didn't fail them because he had no idea what to do with him. Once the Starcade match happened, then it was like, Oh crap. Well now what do we do? It's going to, oh, we'll do, you know, we'll just go back to the NWO. How about that? And you know, then, you know, time by WWE obviously failed the guy and he retired and never felt happy about that retirement. He even mentioned that in that promo too, that that was not, I didn't want to go out that way. That was a terrible way to go out. And I'm so glad that I've been able to go out this way uh, instead because that WWE run, you know, there was some, some good in it, but there was a mostly bad in that WWE run, you know, highlighted by that WrestleMania match, which is just absolutely fucking atrocious. One of the worst things you'll ever see that ridiculous triple H sting under it's awful. Yeah. And I mean, he only at the end of the day had, three or four matches and then the Seth Rollins match where with the injury and everything and um you know on this run and and remember that was 2015 and he didn't come back to AEW until 2021 and on this run he's had 20 matches to this point in AEW and the and the one Noah match and all tags obviously lots of street fights and tornado tags and no DQs Stuff where you can really, you know, he can get away with doing one or two big spots. And then, you know, everybody else, again, a lot of smoke and mirrors, which is fine. This is this is what I'm saying. It's all perfect. This is exactly how it should have been handled. Right. And not not over pushing him and not saying, oh, here's a star from the yeah. past. We must have him in top spots. He must be going for our titles. I mean, the guy has been firmly placed in the, you know, mid to upper mid card from from day one. And that's that's fine. That's perfectly fine. And, and you know what? You know, what's funny. He's undefeated and hasn't been overpushed. <laughs> right, right. And and I don't think that undefeated is by accident. And I think it was all building probably to losing the Darby Allen. Right? I mean, that's his he he'll have his That's how I would do it. If I if I had the old pencil, that, that's how that's what I do. Yeah, he's never lost a match. So he hasn't lost a match since the Seth Rollins match in twenty fifteen that we just talked about. So um yeah, it's uh, it, it it might be the best example of presenting a legend from start to finish in a company for a legend run. You know, it didn't draw the money that Muto drew. Um, no, and there's probably some other legend runs that, you know, I guess, I'm trying to think about this. I guess it was something we should have thought about before we were going to do the segment. But, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't change a thing. I, th- I think it's been perfect. And we see how they wrap it up. So there you go. Uh, Revolution 2024. So make sure. Uh, I don't know what they're going to. I don't know if they've announced, like, a building or anything for that. But that might be one to look at of, you know, trying to upgrade 
I, last year, I think they went to the Chase Center in uh, uh, in San Francisco. That's a pretty big building, so I, I don't know if you want to go bigger than that. I don't know if you need to go to a whole stadium to do uh, a Sting retirement show, but you know, you can you could hopefully fill a pretty big building with with, with that and his final match. Oh so. well, well, you know, first things first, the um the L.A. pay per view. No, full, full gear, full gear, up to about eighty seven hundred tickets distributed. So, you know, I was bullish on that getting the ten. I still think they could do it. I think they can fight, scratch, and crawl and get 10,000, which would be a phenomenal number for them right now to do 10,000 for that for that show in the building. So uh, we see if they can get there. How many weeks do we have now until Full Gear? Uh, full we Gear have... is November. Let me get the exact date here. November it's, it's mid-November. Uh, November 18th. November 18th. Almost exactly one month. Yeah. So I think they're going to get there. 1,300 away. They could get there. Lock, yeah. lock it in. Yeah, they can get there. Lock for it sure. in. For sure. They haven't announced anything. Right. There's no matches. Well, no. Well, well, no. MJFJ yeah. White, right? Right, right. One, one. One match. So, yeah, I think they're going to get there. When you get close enough, you make sure that there's 10,000 in there, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like we just talked about the 901,000 versus the 898,000. This looks better. Them two for ones going if you have to, right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you'll find a way. They'll get, they'll get there. They'll yeah. get there for sure. All right, let's uh, this last part of the show. Well, actually, re- real quickly, and then we'll get to the last part of the show. We'll go quick hitter on a couple of topics here. Uh, ROH Final Battle official comes to Garland, Texas, uh, Friday, December 15th. Uh, tickets go on sale October 27th. Now, that's not important as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah Final Battle's coming back. We all kind of knew ROH Final Battle was going to happen. Then it's happening in Garland, Texas. I know there were some rumors that it was maybe Hammerstein Ballroom or whatever. That's not happening. There were some rumors that it was going to be in the way, way end of December. That's not happening. It's December 15th, Garland, Texas, uh, the Curtis Colwell Center, uh, ROH Final Battle. The big news, the interesting news about this, though, is the note that was kind of slipped in there that you and I noticed and a few other people noticed that Final Battle is being listed as, quote, exclusive to Honor Club. That means nobody subscribes to this fucking honor club. Yes, that's, what that means. that's exactly what that means. Because the prior ROH pay-per-views so. are obviously available on a mem- mem- numerous different outlets, pay-per-view and fight and all this sort of stuff. This one is, guys, we need you to subscribe to Honor Club, please. So if you want to watch the show, you need to get on Honor Club. So please get on Honor Club. So that, that leads me to believe that, yeah, we are, we're looking at dire, dire subscription numbers uh, for Honor Club right now. Which adds up. I mean, because it's just th- those shows get no buzz whatsoever. Um, a lot, I, I anecdotally know a ton of people who give up their subscriptions. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, they're punting on what? 30, 40,000 pay per view buys. Is that what about these, these, these ROH shows do? I think so. Somewhere Off in that range. Head, I mean, so, I, I think like um, the low end would be, you know, 20. You're probably taking between 20 and 40,000 pay per view buys, which, at, you know, at, at, because they weren't, they weren't. 59 weren't they where they were like 39 or something like that if i remember correctly they were a little bit cheaper than than the main aew pay-per-views they're 39.99 on my cable system um yeah so you know nice little revenue drivers but i guess the idea with this one is we got to get people to subscribe to this honor club thing now here's the thing i i i'm assuming this won't be an add-on in other words the espn plus deal where even if you're a subscriber, now you also have to pay. Right. I guess we don't know thirty nine ninety nine. We don't know that. I, I'd we be don't know stunned that. if they did that. That that's that's asking a lot. But that might then be the way. It doesn't make sense. They... Just put it on pay per view. Right. Because you're going to make more putting it on pay per view rather than asking people to take two steps. 
to subscribe to the service, then buy the pay-per-view inside the service, a service they're not familiar with, maybe. I mean, to me, you're just, I don't know, just keep it on pay-per-view if that's the case. You're going to make more money versus I don't think you're going to drive enough subs to to the service. That That seems clunky to me. If you're just going to give people final battle as part of their 999 that month, I think it'll work to some degree to get people to subscribe. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'm and back. then what you're going <laughs> to have I'm back. <laughs> you, know, you got me. You got you. I think there's a number of people are coming. Well, back. the idea might be all right. They know internally. You know, they probably have their estimates. Let's say they anticipate if this were on pay per view, forty thousand people, thirty thousand. Let's thirty thousand people buying this pay per view. How many of those people were already Honor Club subscribers? Let's say. If Honor Club hasn't lost a single subscriber, what did Tony say when he gave the first numbers? 12,000 subscribers or something like that? Yeah, somewhere so in let's that range, say, yeah. Let's just call it 12. So we know people have dropped it, but let's just assume it's still 12 for the sake of this discussion, okay? That means that there'll be 18,000 people who you project would have purchased the pay-per-view, and now if they want it, are going to have to subscribe to honor club for the nine ninety nine. Why wouldn't those 18,000 people do that? Especially if they're getting the show $30 cheaper, of course. right? Yeah, of course. So you, so you figure you're getting not at least 90% of those, let's call it 90% of those people. So even just for the sake of easy math, let's say you get 15,000 of those 18,000 to subscribe to honor club. Well, you've just more than doubled your honor club subscriptions by putting the pay-per-view on honor club. Now, you're losing money short term because you're going to make more if you put it on pay-per-view for $39.99. But long term, you want people to subscribe to this thing. Because long term, you'll make more money the more subscribers you have. Right, you want them to subscribe, find out that they get... They enjoy the service. They find stuff, or they forget to unsubscribe from it, or whatever. You want the you want the long term yes. growth of the Honor Club as opposed to the the one time purchase of a pay per view. Okay, great. And and all the pay per views have been great, so they've gotten a lot of people to come back and and rebuy those pay per views time and time again. But I guess the idea would be let's grow this Honor Club thing a little bit, and 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 that's it's a good idea. I mean, I get it. I absolutely get why they're doing it. It'd be tough for me to swallow, you know, giving up the revenue for those pay per views, which has done pretty well, but. If Honor Club, if the numbers are as dire as they probably are to necessitate this, then you got to do something with this Honor Club thing because it's it's dying on the vine, if not. Yeah. And if it's an in-app purchase, then this doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't make any sense to me. Unless it's, it's like dumb. 10 bucks on an in-app purchase or whatever. But in that case, it's like, yeah, you're just... you're, you're... Even still, I think people are going to see that as being jerked around and asked to do too much. Right. I, you're, I, creating I would... a, you're creating a gateway, uh, yet another too gateway to, for, for them to get through. Yeah, yeah right. Too many steps, and and I I, don't, I wouldn't even approach it that way. Um, and then we see like, is this going to be? Are they going to do this for a year? Are they going to do you know try this for a couple pay per views in a row, uh, just to kind of get people to resubscribe? You know, from that standpoint, I think it'll work. Like you said, then people forget. People will say, oh, I'll just drop out before January. But a, as we know with these with these services, people forget to unsubscribe. And again, anecdotally, I've had people, so many people tell me. Royal Quest Three was going to be on the Rev, was going to stream live on the Rev Pro gimmick, and people were like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to yeah fuck. unsubscribe I from to all unsubscribe. in." Well, I guess I'll watch that show and then I'll unsubscribe, whatever. So yeah, it's it's right, which was smart business by Andy, getting New Japan to agree to that, because 
he probably understands that's the case. There was going to be people who forgot to unsubscribe after All In, whatever that show was called. What was that called? They're the Rep Pro Show All In Weekend. Everyone oh, knows the Copper Box one, the, the anniversary show. Ha- yeah, the anniversary show. He's like, all right, well, I get them for another month because if they know I have Royal Quest, they're gonna, they're, they'll be reminded. Oh yeah, oh, but I'll just keep because I want to. And then maybe they'll forget again, and I get them for another. You know, that's smart business. You know, and a lot of this is just people. I, look, I have so much shit I subscribe to that I don't use. Because you're like, ah, oh, I'll, I'll get around to canceling that shit. You just never do. So, you know, if that's the idea here, and you know, it's funny because I don't think a lot of people noticed that on the tweet, on the show poster. I did not see any other news. I, I, I actually looked around and I was kind of surprised that there was no other aggregator or news site that picked up on the exclusive honor club. It's on the graphic, but you look at, at press releases, you look at uh, aggregators, you know, copying and pasting stuff. It's it's not mentioned anywhere else. So, yeah, many other people probably don't realize that what we're saying here, that it's exclusive to the Honor Club. Now, what that means, like you said, is in-app purchase or, or you know, a- additional, you know, thing that you're just going to get with your subscription. We don't know just yet. I know prior pay-per-views have been available on Honor Club, and, and uh, I'm currently asking somebody in the note chat room if because if, they're on the Honor Club website now, how much it was to buy them on the, the Honor Club before this. Like if you wanted to buy Death Before Dishonor or whatever on Honor Club. How much was it? Was it thirty nine ninety nine as usual? I'm sure it was. Yeah, I I, I'd, I'd be, fact. I'd be, I'd be fairly certain it was. Um, it, I'm sure, I'm sure it was the same price. But um, you know, it, I would be pretty surprised if this is the same price and then not available on pay. That I don't think would be a wise move, unless there's some issue with their pay per view distribution. But but why would there be? I I don't, you know. No, it, someone's asking about Hammerstein. It's not Hammerstein. It's not this Hammerstein. In, yeah. It, Garland, like, Texas. You know, December 15th, Garland, Texas. Curtis Colwell Center. Because their production team and all the crew is down there already because they're they're in Texas around that time for uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, winter is coming. Co- Battle of the Belts. Dynamics. Battle of the Belts is coming up and all this. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. And Dynamite. No, it's not a Battle of the Belts. It's a um, what's the Dynamite they do in, in Texas around that time? Oh, winter, winter is coming. The, is it winter is coming or is that the one in January? That I thought was, oh, I don't know. Nah, got me. I don't know when yeah, winter is coming usually up. is. Well, there's probably a freakazoid in the chat. Um, <laughs> yeah, because last year this show was in Arlington. This year it's in Garland. So right, another right. North Texas. There is a Battle of the Belts um, this weekend, by the way, though. The Battle of the Belts is this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It, but tacked on the collision, not rampage. <laughs> right. And it also doesn't matter. So they oh my god, it's it's not good. I mean, you know, brother Zay versus Johnny Hungy versus uh who's the third jerk in that match? Um oh Kip Sabian to determine a challenger for Orange Cassidy. And it's like I understand it's coming on after collision, middle of the night. You could put some effort, right? Why make us sit through Brother <laughs> Zay versus Johnny Hungy versus Kip Sabian on Rampage? Why not just pick whoever's winning that match? Why could you not just announce, like, all right, if if you want, if if you knew, if you if you want to do Brother Zay versus Orange Cassidy, just do it, and then do something else on Rampage. Why are you making well, us also, watch that guess what? awful Get, three-way match? I. I, a little spoiler alert, so if everybody wants to uh, jump ahead, 
Uh, Joe, who do you think won the uh, three-way dance to face? Uh, I don't. I would. I don't know. I guess Johnny Hungy. Yeah, that's who won. So. Yeah. So but it's like, like, of course, it was going to be Johnny Hungy out of those three names. Or whatever. Is it just announced? So that's my point. Johnny just announce Johnny Hungy, <laughs> and then you don't have to waste a segment on Rampage on a three-way match. That I don't. I don't care how much of a freakazoid you are. No one could possibly want to see that match. Who wants to see that? Yeah, Battle of the Belts, by the way. The acclaimed defending their trios championships against Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, and Daniel Garcia. Uh, Chris Stantlander versus Willow Nightingale for the TBS title, and then Orange Cassidy versus Spoiler Alerts. Move forward if you really care about the three-way match. Uh, Johnny Hungy. You've ruined my rampage experience. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, there you go. Uh That's an impromptu preview for Battle of the Belts. But uh, it's not the only big-time show going on. October 21st, I won't be watching Battle of the Belts, Joe, because I'll be at Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory 2023 from the sold-out Cicero Stadium uh, in Cicero, Illinois. Uh, this pay-per-view is available at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash fight. Uh, so if you want to watch it live, uh, VoicesOfWrestling.com slash fight. Alex Shelley versus Josh Alexander for the Impact World title in a main event. Mike Bailey versus Will Ospreay, your semi-main. Impact Knockouts World title, Trinity versus Mickey James. Impact X Division title match, Chris Sabin versus Kenta, Chris Sabin the champion. Uh, MK Ultra, Killer Kelly and Maslamovich uh, versus Deanna Perrazzo and Tasha Steele. So the Impact Knockouts tag team titles. Uh, the Rascals, Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz defending their Impact World tag team titles uh, against ABC of Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Then a Monsters Ball match, PCO, Rhino, Steve Macklin and Moose. And then a Call Your Shot gauntlet match that so far only has Dirty Dango and Jake something, but uh, several other names. Uh, to be announced later. I think it's a pretty damn good card, honestly, for Impact Wrestling. Uh, I'm all in on Shelly and, and, and Alexander. I'm all in on Bailey versus Osprey. And uh, that Trinity Mickey James has got me pretty excited uh, as well. So uh, all looks like a pretty fun show. Rascals versus ABC looks solid too. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Do an instant-ish reaction live uh, for that show. So I will not, uh, obviously I won't be able to do it after the show immediately, but my plan is to the next morning wake up and, and record my my live thoughts uh, being there. If I don't get a chance to record, I'll, I'll write it. But one way or another, you'll get some sort of instant-ish reaction for uh, Bound for Glory, uh, either on a Sunday morning in written or audio form for my uh, my, my live thoughts uh, for Bound for Glory. So there you go. Will Ospreay. Yeah, Will Ospreay, Mike Bailey. That's, that's why I bought the ticket. They announced Will Ospreay. I was just like, I can't miss Will Ospreay. If, Will Ospreay can't wrestle 30 minutes from my house and I not go. You know what I mean? Like, you can't miss this guy. Are you kidding? No, no. Can't do it. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know. I didn't care who he was facing. And he's facing Mike Bailey. That sounds good to me. And Alex Shelley and Josh Alexander sounds great. Like I said, a lot of, a lot of stuff in that show. But, but really, my ticket was bought for Will. It's like, if Will's, hap- if Will's wrestling near me, you, you have to go. I have to see. Can't can't fuck up an opportunity to see one of the best of all time you know wrestle in your backyard maybe, maybe a little chick magnet punk I, appearance right i'd be hey he should i i've said i love dude i love this 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 wave of reporting and i'm using reporting in the, in the biggest air quotes ever of people saying i impact wrestling would be interested in cm punk no no shit dude really you think you think how do you not make the call <laughs> of course you, you make, make the call, call. Of course you make the call. Impact Wrestling would welcome CM Punk. Gee, you fucking think. Rich Krejci would love to have sex with Tony Storm. Report that, too. Go report that. (laughs) See how far that goes. (laughs) Chappin' Chappin'. Yeah, Chappin' Chappin'. You know, report that. Rich, Rich. 
interested. <laughs> it's like, come on, of course, Impact is interested in CM Punk. You make the call if you're Punk, of course. You know, we talked about that a little bit last week. If I were him, I mean, I, I don't know how Juice Robinson's gonna feel. Nah, about hey, that, you but. know what? I know his deep dark secrets about where he went to high school. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Juice hold is- your horses, Captain. <laughs> right. is what he'll say. Great. What are you doing? <laughs> That's what he would say. Yeah. Call him by my last name and stuff. Yeah. Call yourself the captain, huh? <laughs> right. You know, he's going to come at you with that ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throw the quarters at me, too, if he's still got them. But, um, yeah. But, uh, it's Will Ospreay's in your backyard. You can't. Uh... But, yeah, no, you should call Punk. You, should, you call Punk. Uh, if he says no, then okay. But you make the call. Absolutely. If you're Impact Wrestling, you, ab- you roll out the fucking red carpet to that guy if he's willing to come. For sure you do that. So we'll see. Hopefully, uh. I don't think he's going to do it, but, uh, you know, if he really wants to prove something and, and WWE is obviously not going to call, then uh, I guess there's worse places to go. You could go to MLW, <laughs> which I guess you want to talk about MLW now. I've been patiently waiting. Let's do it. M- M- MLW Slaughterhouse. For some earth. Here's how you got me to watch MLW Slaughterhouse, by the way, which is available on Fight. Well, I can't, I can't answer that. Voices of Wrestling on Comic Slash Fight, by the way. Hey. It's a big time pay per view from a major league wrestling company. So <laughs> major course, the, the the world of which never stops. Uh, the actual way you got me to do this is this morning, you copy and pasted the following into my uh, my Slack chat here: MLW National Openweight Titles fall, Falls Count Anywhere match. Ricky Shane Page, champion, defeats one called Manders. Parentheses forty six minutes and thirty seven seconds, and that's all yeah, you that's said. Right. That's all you copy and pasted. Yeah. And I said, oh, no, oh, God, all right, fine. And then I started watching MLW Slaughterhouse. So uh, that's how it happened. It, it, it just happened like that. So it, organically. Well, I, anytime you have a chance to watch a 47-minute Ricky Shane Page match, you have to take <laughs> you gotta it. you got to take right? it. You just got to take it. And uh, much to my dismay, this was not a uh, this was not on the up and up, this 46. I thought the bell rang and these two men. <laughs> brawled and hit each other with weapons and kendo stick shots for 46 minutes and 37 seconds and i was like i must watch this this is a moment in time that i must need to be a part of uh in fact it was just a match where they went to the back and then they fought in the back and then they pretended that they were fighting through the rest of the show and then they kind it came out in the semi-main event and then they finished the match and went oh that went, that went 46 minutes so it did not uh i am you know what i love about ricky this? shane page and one called manders did not actually wrestle for 46 minutes but you know what i love about this Someone still timed it. Somebody still timed it through <laughs> yes, yes. The, the the other two matches. Someone who works for Cage Match was like, ah, I got to get a second stopwatch. Right, because what happened here is so they're, they're fighting and they're brawling to the back. And they go to the back and, and Matt Stryker and Joe Dombrowski are like, oh, we, do we even have enough cameras back there to follow these guys? They're like, we don't. And then like, so they go to the back and they're like, well, we'll try to follow them as best as we can. And then like four seconds after they're in the back, they go to the ring, and the ring announcer goes, the following matchup is It's like, oh, all right, we're just going to. Right. It's like that match never ended, but uh, we're just going to move on with our day and, and see how that one ends. And uh, right on cue, once another match ended, they were ready to come back to the ringside area to finish their match. So but we got some cut-ins throughout the show. We got some cut-ins of them brawling in the back. Yeah, we saw them brawling in the production truck, and we saw them the, fi- the fight. You the know, ring truck. They the got fight. the ring courage truck for a little while there. Yeah. Yeah, the fight never stops in uh, – in MLW, you know, and then after like two matches later, they uh, 
the match, they finally brawled back into the arena. And um, was this the ECW arena? It again? was. It Only was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's so funny because uh, early in the show, Manders comes out because they did spin the wheel, make the deal. Uh, yes. You got to do spin the wheel, make the deal. You just got to. So Manders spins the wheel. And it lands on false count anywhere, which had to be the most boring option. <laughs> That's exactly I mean. my notes. It's like, come on. You have this entire wheel of shit. And it goes. And they, it was a digital wheel this time, not like the old WCW yeah. wheel. So it's like. Ding, 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 ding. And then it goes on false count anywhere. And nobody cheers. And Manders like, makes oh. a face. And, and Manders went, all right, all right. He did like that thing oh. right in both of his hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. It's like, of course, and that's what Matt you want. Striker. <laughs> Matt Striker. Matt Striker. Give him credit. He's trying his he's making, he's I am not, no, he's trying his no, best. No, I am not going to give Matt Striker credit. No, he's, I do not have to says, hand it to Matt Striker. You have to. He goes. I don't have to hand it goes, to Matt Striker. He goes, and I quote, oh, false count anywhere in this building? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I, I got it. The guy's right. It's ECW Arena. Been a lot of great false count anywhere action here in the old 2600. I didn't. Uh, I was gonna stop and pause on all the other match stipulations that were possible in the spin the wheel make the deal, and then I decided there was probably something else that I could do. Yeah, I could probably just do something yeah. else with my time. So, uh, yeah, the most boring match type gets picked. We also had a Chamber of Horrors match here. Uh, the second gear crew of Mance Warner and Matthew Justice defeat the calling of Cannonball and Talon. Um, now, if you're wondering if this was an authentic Chamber of Horrors with an electric chair, it was. It was. Yeah. A man was put in an electric chair, and the switch was pulled, much like Abdul the Butcher mm-hmm. in 1991. Yep, classic, uh, classic match. I do in like a match that was <laughs> classic because of how horrible <laughs> it was. Of how awful it was. Yes. So of course, MLW. Some 32 years later, is my math right? Uh, Holy yeah, shit, was yeah, that 1991. Really 30. That yep. was. 32 years mm-hmm. ago you probably you probably remember that you probably watched that show like in real time right i did i wa- my friends came over we ordered it on pay-per-view behind my parents back and then they yelled at me when the bill came of course um and i remember specifically who was at my house the place we got the pizza from that was 32 years ago mm-hmm. holy shit um yeah horrendous horrendous match and why you would do this again what are they doing here with Chamber of Horrors, Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal? <laughs> trying to Come tap, up with your own concepts. Trying to tap I, into the, the most unlucrative era in World Championship Wrestling history. Yeah, <laughs> not even the good stuff, you know? Right. Like, I did, uh, I did enjoy, and, though, that uh, Joe Dombrowski, uh, they were pointing out, because uh, he, he did the same thing. He goes, uh, you might be watching at home and, uh, and, and, and thinking, ah, the Chamber of Horrors. I remember that as being, you know, a historically, you know, comical match for how uh, ludicrous it was at times but he says this is uh this isn't your father's chamber of horrors matches as like cannonball hits mance warner with like a cookie sheet or something like that <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then matt striker said and i quote you're right joe mlw reflects the world in which we live <laughs> what are you talking about you got listen, Matt Striker. He's, yeah, he's I guess you got to hand it to him. Yeah, Super Mario on uh, on this night. Uh, Matt Striker. He was dressed up. They were doing yeah, a Halloween, their Halloween theme, costumes. So. Yeah, Joe Dabrowski was doing Halloween his nails. Time. It's not even that close to Halloween. It's so early. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> to, it's not close. 
So Joe Dabrowski is dressed up as Nails, uh, WWF superstar Nails, uh, or he's just trying to be a prisoner. And uh, Matt Stryker was Mario, the, the laziest Mario costume, like, bought on the way to the venue at <laughs> yes. a Spirit Halloween shop. Stopped board. it. Because Spirit Halloween. Because Joe yeah. texted him and said, ah, they want us to wear Halloween stuff. And Stryker's like, fuck, all right, hold on one sec. I got to get something. Right. Yeah. It's funny you say as a pretty well, remember, Nails was the prisoner. Yes, he was. WCW. He was so. uh, also nails in uh, the American Wrestling Federation, which you can hear all about right. on FlagshipPatreon.com, Freedom of Choice, Paul Alperstein's American Wrestling Federation. Well, when you have a chance to replicate a Chamber of Horrors match 32 years later, and you have a chance to book <laughs> the guy who does 10-second soda reviews on Twitter in that match, <laughs> then you just have to do it. There's, I'm assuming that's Cannonball does the reviews, right? I would... Uh... That is the Jeff Cannonball who does the 10 second soda reviews. Yes, that was that is MLW's <laughs> masked cannonball. Yes. Very creative with the <laughs> Tough to come up protecting with. of the kayfabe. They had to stay up you all know, night they, for that one in the MLW yeah. uh, home offices. <laughs> so. Court Court Bauer and Selena De La Renta rubbing their chins, thinking, what do we call this? Yeah, man? discarded Chinese just, food yeah. boxes all over the place and ashtray. Yeah, just full, trying to come up with going, some. God damn it. What? Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? daylight starting to break you know what what do we call this man (laughs) um hey but listen good for jeff cannonball to get this uh this mlw gig but um yeah i think it was talon who got electrocuted though i don't think it was now you have jeff cannonball right there who's shaped like abdul yeah exactly A, a, a perfect recreation of abdul the butcher yes you know, so it's like, why aren't we just going all the way? You have to commit to the bit, right, and just go all the way with it. So I don't understand why Cannonball wasn't the man who got electrocuted. I tell you, Talon sold it, though. He was, like, convulsing in the fucking electric yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah, got to and... do it. Got to do that. Yeah, that's, and, and you know what? That match, it's all-time bad, but it's also – it's it's now all-time great. Like, I, I I went back and reviewed it a couple times for, for our multiple Patreon shows. I did a, a Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal series, and I also did – because that's when NXT was going to bring back Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal, which I believe they did this week. Uh, uh, Sue Williams points out Shotzi and Roxy – uh, did at uh, on NXT this so lots of spin the- again if you got to take an idea maybe 1991 WCW is not the one to do but uh, you know hey that that's fine that's uh, it is what it is that's it's what we do in wrestling these days we don't take from the good we just take from the bad over and over and over again and apparently never learn and never improve or anything but uh, yeah so you got to, you got to get but it it's it has a charm to it. It, it 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 now has a charm of you know Cactus Jack not knowing that. Rick Steiner pulled the old switcheroo on the electric chair, you know, does a belly to belly suplex to to put Abdullah on yep. the electric chair. And Cactus Jack's like, I'm gonna pull it. I'm gonna pull it while the crowd's like, no, Abdullah, no. And he's just like, ah, he does it and sparks fly and everything goes. And then yeah. Then a man, yeah, but see, a there man was died a time, on the were... opener of the pay-per-view, and then they went, Well, all right, well, fly and Brian. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. See, there was a time when wrestling fans just thought that kind of shit was dumb. If they do that now, like people think it's great. Yeah. You know, oh, it's so goofy. That's good. It's fun to be goofy. Yeah. 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 No fun lanza um, doesn't like the Chamber of Horsemen. <laughs> yeah. So right, then well, they had uh time for Big Josh and PN News. I like that's my favorite part of that pay-per-view. <laughs> a man Big died, Josh. and they're like well, our next match is Big Josh and PN News versus the Creatures or whatever. It's like, all right, Big well. Josh and, and Bad Blood have to settle their feud here. <laughs> right. um, so then they had uh, one called Manders come out and spin the digital wheel. You know, yeah. this they stole this concept of the Falls Count Anywhere match 
that goes on for the duration of the entire show from Wrestle Circus, Rich, which is where I saw this the first time in 2016. The participants in that false count, see, they started the false count anywhere. They wrestled to the back. Then during intermission, the two men came back out from the curtain, you know, trading blows. Then they came out there in the main event once again and were trading blows. And then they came out on the next show and they were still trading blows, these two men. Wrestle Circus really took it far. Do you want to know who those two men were who took place in the uh, Falls Count Anywhere match where I first saw this concept? Hmm. Russell I think they're Circus. both canceled, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Russell Circus is a, was a who's who of uh, of cancellations. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, 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 hmm. Michael Elgin. One man was Jervis Cottonbelly. Okay. And the other man was Big Dick Justice. Ah. Those were the two men who took place in that. I don't, you know, apologies to Dick Justice. I don't know if, if Dick, canceled. yeah, I don't think Dick is uh, is canceled, I, uh, but I, I could be wrong. Again, it was a whirlwind. Uh, Russell, the, the speaking out was a whirlwind. I, I, but I don't, I don't, I don't know about Dick. I don't know if he. Yeah, got I don't think so. I don't. I'm not sure about that either. Um, I do notice here on Cage Match that Dick Justice did not wrestle in the year of 2020. That's a man who was very careful with the COVID. Apparently, because, okay. Uh, he All took right. the whole year off. He took the whole year off. Um, he has wrestled since. What's his gimmick in old wrestling? Oh, it's Dick yeah, J. yeah, LaHart. yeah. Yes, yes. So he's not canceled. He is, in fact, not canceled. There you go. So I am, apologize to. Uh... I am issuing an official correction. Dick Justice is, in fact, not canceled. So, uh, Jervis Cottonbelly. He got soft canceled, didn't he? Something like that. Yeah, he, he was trying to post through it, and I don't know how that went. <laughs> he's like Joe Lanza canceled, right? Like, it's not like he's not <laughs> wiped so. from the yeah, earth. I, but, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, all right, so what was next on this uh, goofy-ass show? Oh, okay. so we had the middleweight title for title, the two middleweight titles. Did, did Rocky Romero bring the MLW middleweight title to rampage i, I don't know i will have to f- watch on friday and find out that'd be uh fantastic news if you brought the mlw i would guess no i would go out on a limb and say uh rocky Romero did not I bring... tony tony loves having those titles yeah on shows and and he is the mlw world middleweight champion so yeah rocky Romero with selena de la renta who is back in mlw uh, I believe. Am I wrong? Is this the third time she's tried to like leave for Hollywood and then just came back to MLW and Hollywood uh, no, didn't I, come I, calling and nobody else came calling and then she just came back? Like I swear to God, it's like her third time. Like the bi yearly, Selena De La Renta is leaving MLW to pursue other things and then like yeah. three months later she's I think back. It's only once. Is it just once? once? Okay. But, um, I've had it with her. I I don't know. She she showed a lot of potential early, but I, she just has go away heat with me. I don't know. She. It's just interesting that she left and was gone all that time and nobody was interested. Nobody so, called. Yeah, nobody called. Um, but she manages Rocky and all these other people in the company. And um, Look, I was refreshing all of my gambling sites furiously to see if I could get some action on Rocky Romero, Akira, because there was no way Akira was winning the CMLL World Historic <laughs> right. that been, title. That would have been a so, big story. That would have been a big, big uh, story. But uh, no, I was no, trying no, to put a... Not much action going on at uh, MLW. No, I was trying no. to put a couple units on Rocky, but I couldn't. No one was taking my action yeah. on that one. So uh, um, he did, in fact, win. Perfectly fine wrestling match, I would say. Um, 
they did maybe a bit the of best a, match on the show. Yeah, probably the maybe. best match on the show. They were they were teasing a little bit of an Akira. So Akira is part of the calling, which is Ricky Shane Page's like Colts unit with Cannonball and Talon, and 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 Akira's in there too. And they were kind of teasing that uh, Akira, as the match was going on, was getting cheered by the MLW faithful. And uh, first Joe and Matt were like, "Well, is it just because he's representing MLW in this heated battle between CMLL?" an MLW or do they simply oh, just kind of see something in Akira a little bit and, and little by little they were seeing something in Akira and he was taking to the crowd and they played I I will not they they played off this in the uh the fall the end of the false count anywhere match Akira possibly breaking away from the calling so Joe I am into this story of uh what <laughs> will will Akira leave the calling or not uh, we'll find out soon so you're not into it I'm not into it. that's a lie that's a lie I should and that. and they always have to have a spooky crew in this company always a spooky crew. No. yeah like for half these matches, there were two like hospital orderlies wearing scary masks <laughs> with a gurney at ringside for some reason. You never know. You never know when you need a gurney or a. Can I just have pro wrestling anywhere? <laughs> no, you can't. Can I just have pro wrestling anywhere, Rich Critch? Do we have to have spooky men? With a hospital gurney at ringside with every match involving dopey Ricky Shane Page and this stupid spooked crew. Do do we have, can I just have, even in MLW, where they call the matches fights, then they have weight classes, and they put up these graphics showing the different fight styles of the competitors, which, by the way, I tried to film this. I was frustrated. Alex Kane and Tom Waller are about to wrestle, and they put up the graphic, the tail of the tape, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, MLW, they're serious business. Oh, for sure. These, even though these... they have, yeah, even though they have masked hospital orderlies <laughs> with the gurney at ringside, we're serious business here at MLW. So they put up the tail of the tape. Here's the problem, Rich. Because of their goofy production, it's like every two and a half seconds, it's like, the, the it, you get a test pattern yeah the, it's all grungy like, and test patterns it's, it's like it's like what it i would do it's like what i did when i was 18 and i just love like grunge yeah. and test patterns and like yeah it's but it's, it's like i'm just trying to read the tale of the tape like <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm just i'm like it's, i'm interested i'm like oh alex kane 248 pounds whoa what happened to the fucking yeah, screen oh there it okay <laughs> it's always making noises like, too yeah oh Okay, there's his fight style. Let me look at Tom Lord. Oh, there goes the fucking screen again. I can't read it. Just can we leave the fucking graphic alone so I could read the damn tale of the tape? You made me sit through a Chamber of Horrors match where a man got electrocuted to death. You got this gurney at ringside with the two spooky orderlies with the fucking masks on. Can you at least let me read the tale of the tape? I, you can't read the tale of the tape. The tale of the tape is unreadable because the tale of the tape is interrupted by their goofy production. Why even put the tail of the tape up if I can't read the tail of the tape? That annoyed me. I'm glad fighters. you noticed it too. Fighters. They're called fighters. Yeah, yeah. these fighters. <laughs> you, know, you can't call your guys fighters and say they're having title fights and their weight classes and all this other shit. And then have spooky orderlies with a gurney at ringside with your spooky crew that you have to have on all these shows. So I don't know. Rocky and Akira was fine. Yeah, that was the best match on the show by far. Uh, by far, yeah, yeah. I mean, the main event, I, uh, maybe the main event was was good too. Main event wasn't that good, but it wasn't great. It was an average match. 
What what, I, what match was, was better? What match was better on this show? No, 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 none were. But I, by far, why am I even dissecting this as much as I am? Yes, Rich, it was the great, best there match on the show. By <laughs> there, it is. Um, here's one that wasn't: Janai Kai versus Tell Me Exo for the uh, featherweight title in the super serious MLW <laughs> weight classes. Yes, yes. Um, look, MLW is a good spot for Janai Kai at this point in her career. Right. This was a good step for her. Um, this wasn't very good though. It was a mess. She wins the title, which is fine with me. Delmi XO has wore out her welcome here. Her tag team partner, she's not even around anymore, right? Like the fucking what are they called? The the snazzy dolphins or something? What's the name of that tag team? <laughs> uh hold on, I'll find it. The are, are you thinking uh, of the Sea Stars? The Sea Stars. Yeah, Ashley yes. Vox. Ashley Vox and, uh, and Delmi, uh, the Sea Stars, because they're sisters. Yeah. So, do you get it? They're si- Yeah, Sea Stars, because they're sisters. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. The yeah, other that's a good, like, I don't know where Ashley Vox is. That, that's a good point. I'm not sure. No, it's just been Delmi XO for a while now with, with the ML dub. So, uh, and she's been this champion for like a fucking year or something, right? Or a long time. She but, has um, been the champion since April. She beat Taya Valkyrie to win the title in April. Well, yeah, that's right. When Valkyrie was appearing on MLW after she had already debuted in AEW because the match the was schedule <laughs> yeah, it was out of control. Yeah. Um, the last time the Sea Stars wrestled in MLW was 2021. That's when Delmi Exo, no, when Ashley Vox exits stage left. What has she been doing? I don't know she's what Ashley Fox is doing. I'm, I'm not sure. I'll tell you what she's been doing. Nothing. Mm. She wrestled a couple times after that. And the last time she wrestled was uh, last June. Mm. Okay. Looks like so. it's over. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, did a little bit of uh, Tony Khan ROH. Wrestled Anthony Green in June. I don't know. If I was a wrestling promoter, would I ever book Anthony Green versus Ashley Box? I have to say, <laughs> I would no. personally. But uh, what are these people thinking? I just I, I don't understand the mind of the re- of the independent. Well, wrestling hey, promoter. shut up and take my money, guy. Thought it was awesome. Now is he going to watch it or go to the show? No, but uh, reply. Shut up and take my money. Reply, guy. And what reply, guy? Um, Rich. I don't think anyone thinks Anthony Green versus Ashley Box is <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, I'm sure you could find. I'm sure I could find the tweets that announces it and several people going, "What? <laughs> Unbelievable!" None of them watched it though. But you know, they're you know the the, the Futurama gif. Right? Yeah, right. That's not a bit um, money Futurama gif guy. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Delmi Exo is no longer the champion. No. Janai Kai. And if you really want me to break down and analyze MLW, this was the right move. <laughs> Right. You don't. I don't know who wants you me to don't. do that, but you don't. That person out there, you don't. And if you do, you don't. Well, where else are people going to break this down? They got to come to us. Uh, I will say the one thing though, MLW does get their word out there because uh, for some reason, wrestling sites post Court Bowers emails as news. So uh, MLW does get, yeah, but, but they, it never okay, gets like discussed. The if they just post like MLW signs, you know, rumored to sign new television contract, and it's like. In Luxembourg. Yeah, right. But, it, but the thing about it is they don't cover MLW. No one's watching it. No, no one's watching it. These sites just – they just use it for the content. They get a press release, and it's content. That's all. The, what other show is reviewing this other than us? Is there one? 
I'm not aware of I one. I would be stunned. Yeah, people could send us other MLW review podcasts. <laughs> so, well, th- does does Aaron Quinn still do the MLW podcast? I don't believe she does anymore, unfortunately. Can't blame her. Yeah. You know. Would you? Um, <laughs> would you? <laughs> she wore out. She wore out. It wears you down, man. The MLW. Um, I used to review MLW's TV. You did. Couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> it's too hard to follow. I don't even know where to watch it now. Where do you watch it? Uh, I believe on the YouTube. They're back on the YouTube uh, again. Oh, they are. So, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll put it back in the mix. Um, but listen, that's my point. Look, someone's got to analyze this stuff. Janai Kai is the right move. Yeah, Minoru she's Suzuki always, versus. Oh, I was going to say about Janai Kai. I got more about Janai Kai if you want. I always there's a, there's something there, but. I don't know if it's ever going to come together with Janai Kai. It's like she still seems a little apprehensive to just fucking lay it in. You know what I mean? Just kick somebody. Just She's always real soft about her kicks and all real soft about her strikes or whatever. And I get it. You don't want to go out there and potato people. It's, it's 2023. You can't really do that anymore. But I feel like it'd be a little bit better if she just laid it in a little thicker. And the person that she's facing just has to know, hey, Janai Kai is going to kick you in the back pretty hard. Just take it and be okay with it. Because it's always – she comes out. She look, you know, She's got the, a good look, I think. But then – the offense looks kind of weird. It just looks like she's playing fake karate. Like, you know how Mike Bailey was many, many years ago, like 10 years ago? Yeah. The first time you saw yeah. Mike Bailey, and he was just like some dollar store karate guy, and you're like, eh, this isn't it, man. And, and he's gotten rid of most of that in his his game. He's still got a few spots here and there, but that's kind of what I get with Janai Kai, where it's just like, uh, she looks like, and I think she has like a legit fight ex- like background and stuff. It's like, but she still looks like somebody who's playing like a karate fighter, you, you know? So not, not quite she's somebody a, who does uh... it, so taekwondo black belt there you go so okay so she can she can lay it in if she needed to at least that's how they matt striker told me that uh, yeah well <laughs> jesus okay well that night yeah <laughs> super mario <laughs> told me that so maybe the boy takes taekwondo he's yeah a, uh, he's a he just hey listen he just recently got his white orange belt that's good good for him six years old out there breaking boards and shit um You know, his instructors are black belts, and they're they do some badass shit. So if she's a taekwondo black belt, that's that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, pretty... If Matt Striker is to be believed, um, which is uh, well, it's always dangerous. But... <laughs> it says her background on cage matches: kickboxing and Muay Thai. Okay, so I don't know. So Matt has no idea. Clearly, she has <laughs> no, no. He made he made so, that up. So but she it's <laughs> some discipline of fighting, but he doesn't know which. So he just said taekwondo. He thought of an exotic one. He just threw it out. There. <laughs> right, so, yeah. Yeah. Tai so, I'm going to say taekwondo. Tai Chi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he thought kung fu was a little 1970s, <laughs> right. so he went with he went with taekwondo. Um. Yeah. Look, look, she's she's very young, and look, this is why I said I think MLW is a good spot for her at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I, I do think this was the right move. Minoru Suzuki, because MLW has this new alignment with New Japan, according to MLW press releases. Now, this <laughs> is nothing more. This is nothing more than booking Minoru Suzuki because he happened to be in the United States, yes. right? Obviously, yes, of course. This, there is no agreement between. <laughs> If oh, you no, notice our earlier... it's a landmark agreement. Are you kidding? I'm going to read yeah. that. <clears throat> Joe, I'm going to read the press release from uh, September <laughs> three weeks ago from the desk, New York slash Mexico slash Tokyo. It's, it's, uh-huh. <laughs> the, all the, the big the stars came together and said, uh, you know, uh, Major League Wrestling, MLW, 
and CMLL and New Japan for Wrestling today announced the formation of a landmark strategic alliance. <clears throat> you got to hand it. You know, I don't have to hand it to Matt Stryker, but you got to hand it to Core Power. The man knows how to write a press release. The three world-class organizations will unite for a variety of crossover collaborations commencing this October, a.k.a. this show right here, right? Yes. Right. Yes. This show. They united for a variety of crossover collaborations, a.k.a. this show here. The Strategic Alliance creates the ultimate stage for each organization to showcase their signature fighting styles and athletes. You got to love Court because you gotta hand he, it to booked him, man. Minoru, he booked Minoru Suzuki and said, that's not enough. We have to pretend that we have a, 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 what a strategic what alliance, a strategic, a strategic alliance. alliance with New Japan. <laughs> and then you book Rocky and go, oh, my God, I got it. Now we got two. We got two. Yeah. Tom Lawler worked at G1 two years ago. Let's slap the lion <laughs> mark on him when he comes out. Right. right? right. That's that's what's happening here. <laughs> It's incredible, MLW. You got to hand what? it to him. You got it. And it got posted you by do. all the news sites, all the aggregators going, MLW launches Strategic Alliance with CMLL and New Japan for us. I yes. didn't know that they said commencing this October. Like, Because he had to like he had to let people know, like, oh, it's just October. It's just this match. Right. But, but right. the astute people would read that and go, oh, that just means Slaughterhouse or whatever. But people that would just read a headline would go, whoa, hold on a minute. But I think at this point you probably know the score. I can't I can't imagine anyone's out there getting fooled by an MLW press release these days. But hey, you know what? Promoters promote. I'll take this over people posting shit on their Twitter account, match graphics on a Twitter account or whatever. You know what I mean? That's what some promoters promote. Courts hitting the hitting the pavement there, signing strategic uh, alliances, getting press releases out there. Promoters are supposed to promote. You got to hand to the guy. I, I'm not criticizing him uh, him at all for this. This is what Listen. you're supposed to do. It's up for the room to figure Suzuki, out what's real and what's fake. My man Suzuki didn't even bother working the TV taping the same day <laughs> as the pay-per-view. He didn't even hit his time cue in this match. Did you notice that? I am listen. He didn't even do the, the um, he did like the clap thing, but then like the song went and he was just like, eh, I'm already in the ring, whatever. <laughs> he didn't he didn't he didn't sync it up. Yeah. No, he didn't like, even bother that, syncing it up. That that's the whole Minoru Suzuki experience, too. Like, there's no other point. Like you want to get people to sing the song. Um, I'm looking at the TV taping, which was, again, done the same day. Zero New Japan. <laughs> I guess the strategic initiative or whatever Alliance. it's called. Strategic alliance. It le- it was all of one one show with like one and a half New Japan wrestlers is what it was. You Remember Waller. he had you the New Waller Japan- is the half, right? I counted Rocky as the half because he was defending a CMLL title. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not even counting Lawler. <laughs> yeah. If you want, you can add another half. Call it two. Give a, give a half for Lawler, too. That's a real stretch. That's a stretch. Okay. Quarter, let, let me... <laughs> the last New Japan match he worked, If you want to count Forbidden Door against Serpentico? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Well, then it was June. There you go. Before that, you got to go back to... April for the shows in uh, D.C. And, and Philly. For Japan proper. August 2021. August 2022. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta hand it to the guy, though, man. This is great. Strategic initiative. <laughs> alliance. Strategic alliance. Strategic Alliance. Fucking. 
Snazzy dolphins. <laughs> sea stars. Snazzy dolphins. <laughs> Close enough. So, Minoru um, and Jacob Fatu, boilerplate Minoru Suzuki match. They chopped yeah. each other, struck each other, screamed. It was over. So, I like Minoru Suzuki not doing the J-O-B, though. He's like, fuck no, no I'm winning that match. No. no. No, no, no. Definitely not. He's like, oh, um, you kidding? I'm Minoru Suzuki. I ain't losing. <laughs> so. Fatu's losing a lot in MLW. Yeah. He, um, they did another Weapons of Mass Destruction match, mm. in, uh, and he lost to Ricky Shane Page. That's, you know, that's how... Ricky Shane Page got the national title, but uh, yeah, it's uh, now look, the weapons of mass destruction matches are are terrible too. But at least it's theirs; it's their concept. You know what I mean? I, I don't understand why we're doing Chamber of Horrors. I just don't get it. Um, next up, oh oh, well then then they finished, they finished the Ricky the, Shane Page yeah. Manders match, right? Which someone at Cage Match meticulously timed at forty six minutes and thirty seven seconds. Um, we've got two votes on cage match for the falls count anywhere. Uh, both gave it a three. <laughs> both give it a three. That's probably, so. that's probably, that's probably fine. Yeah. Um, uh, as I mentioned, uh, they, uh, they, they teased that, uh, Akira, he came out there of the calling and, uh, Ricky Shane Page threw Akira at one called Manders. And then that's how he defeated Ricky Shane or he defeated one called Manders. So there was a little bit of, Hey, you used me to win. And yeah. Yeah. Look, look what this guy says on cage match really looked forward to this match, but was left disappointed. Well, that's your Enjoy- fault, dude. <laughs> I don't know what your fault. Yeah. The fuck are you en- thinking, dude? Enjoyed them trying something new, but this was not executed. Well, three out of 10. Uh, you've been corrected you on your looking- Tom Lawlor. Uh, uh, he was there for the independence day shows this year. The new Japan so strong independence said, shows. I said the DC and Philly shows. That's what I said. No, no, no. This is the one that had in Cork and hall. Remember the actual independence day, July 4th and July 5th. They have those two shows in Japan for New Japan Strong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I blew over that because it said New Japan Strong on the fucking logo. All right, whatever. Why you got to ruin the bit, Swink? That's what Swink is, or Andrew this Rich. Is the suit. This is the suit this time, I believe. A suit getting in the mix now? I think his, his Saints just lost the game, so he's got a lot of extra time now for the rest of the now night to correct you. It, huh? Yeah, it's understandable. Tony's Jaguars um, really, really took it to him. As I look up the score, uh, 31 24. Yeah, I really took it to him. So. Not a one let. No, Saints came all the way back and tied it at 24. Oh, did they? Well, they were down 24 yeah. 9. Came back and tied it. And then they yeah. win. I'm paying or attention. No. I know they win or on. they lose? No, Jaguar. Jaguars won. Well, then who you cares? Yeah, who gives, give a shit how much you came back. Oh, all right. Well, geez, Rich. I was just giving you some context. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Uh, then the main event Alex Kane, Tom Lawler. Uh, Alex Kane won. It was fine disappointing it was disappointing i will say one thing you remember how last week i said why don't wrestlers sweat anymore my man tom lawler sweats mm. Gag yeah. is a sweaty guy well notoriously hot building yeah. <laughs> absolutely he was sweating glistening. glistening they were pushing the idea that he would be the first uh two-time <laughs> lw world heavyweight champion yeah and i looked it up and it's true i didn't think it'd be true because i thought like in the 2003 days. Yeah, he thought like Shane Douglas got two runs at or, or Steve Carino or whatever. I remember he was there Someone. forever. Yeah. yeah. But no, no one has ever held this title twice. They have very well protected this title. I, 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 I'm I looking it up right now. Um, never so knocked them for that. They brought it back, and Shane Strickland was the yeah. first champion in the yeah. new MLW. He kept it for 91 days. 
Loki defeated him and kept it for 205 days. Tom Lawler defeated him and kept it for 154 days. Jacob Fatu had it for 819 days. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. Alexander Hammerstone had it for 644 days. So they've, yeah. they've yeah. kept it. And Alex Kane now is approaching and 100 days. Kane's going to hold a long time. And they push their top guys very well. They do. They do. They, they protect and push their top guys very well. I say that all the time. They make their top guys feel like a big deal, and it feels like a big deal when their top guys lose. Yeah, like Alex King comes that, out, and they have a really – I mean, they're, they're, people are all chanting to Boumaye. He's got, oh, like, a whole yeah, posse yeah. and stuff. It's it, He comes across as, like, the biggest star in the world. The problem is the bell he's rings, a, and he's yeah. just not that good. So I see. I like him. I just didn't like this match. He he. I, I, I generally enjoy his stuff. His presentation's great, and he's over as fuck to the MLW fans. Yeah, the look and in the there field is an MLW I, I don't like the in-ring as maybe as much as you do, but the look – the 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 ring gear the the entrance the it all works for me i just kind of I, I think i always am so hyped up by all the other parts that the matches leave me a little disappointed because i feel like he should be awesome and i don't feel like he's always awesome so that, that's how i i land on it at least his push was good he worked up the card winning the secondary titles the tag team titles and then eventually got to the world title and that's the stuff mlw does well and you know the fans that go to these shows and are into the stories. He's over. He's over as fuck to these people. Um, you know. So that was the uh, slaughterhouse mm-hmm. MLW slaughterhouse at the twenty three hundred arena. Keep that in the rotation, um, MLW. I've, I've 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 left my MLW off to the side this year, but it's time to uh, to get back at it. So no, well, it's not because no. I'm looking at the taping and it's brutal. <laughs> there are. A bunch of names you can't even click on cage match, which is never a good sign. No, it's not good. That's <laughs> not good. Um, they booked Ichiban. Um, <laughs> guess he's been there. Well, I mean, we 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 would be remiss if we didn't mention that that Matt Cardona came out at the end of the show. Oh, right, 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 right. So, you know, Car- now I'm over him. I, I I don't know about you. I'm over Matt Cardona popping up everywhere. I I don't know his. His whole give everybody the finger and curse and say he's the indie god and all that. I, yeah, it's kind of. He did say one thing that I liked though in this promo that had me howling. He came out and said, "We're here in the twenty three arena, and I am an ECW original." And the crowd was just like, Bleh. "Yeah," because <laughs> he's trying to, you know, he's using the WW ECW yeah. or whatever, which I thought was a great line. Did uh, you notice Matt Stryker goes, "Hey, me too." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's... you got to you got to hand it to Matt Stryker. Damn that's it, Joe, you're one. right. You got to yeah. hand it to him. Fuck, you're right. And he was he, his time, his comedic timing was good, and he just slid it in there. And Dombrowski did the old school. Ah, give me a break, like the old face <laughs> right, announcer right. thing. You know. Ah, you're so, right. I guess I got to hand it to him. God damn yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a good announcer in Matt Stryker somewhere. There always has been. There always has been. But then always he just says been. stuff, and you're like, shut the fuck up, Matt Stryker. That's <laughs> the problem. forever, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, it's never coming back out, but there's a good announcer in there somewhere. Yeah. You know, he's, he says a clever thing now and then. You know, I notice he's a little better in the fall and winter because I think he's not busy on his phone looking at his fantasy baseball teams. <laughs> I think that's what it is. He's got time to chill. Yeah, he's got like a hundred. Like he, I don't know if you noticed. But oh, he's, he's like, like a, a hardcore, hardcore fantasy guy, right? Yeah, doesn't he do podcasts and stuff about it? Yeah, player. yeah. Like he's been on MLB Net. Like I'll be watching MLB Network as background noise in June, and randomly he'll pop up. Oh God! Oh, we're joined by Matt Stryker from like, the pro what? wrestling world. A little bit of fantasy talk. Yeah, 
and he starts talking about like his deep sleepers and shit like that. Like he's he's deep in the game for fantasy baseball. I'd like to get in a league with him and beat him. That I'd like to do. Come on the show. Uh, him and about Vince it. Russo. Do you think him and Vince Russo are in the same fantasy oh, baseball I, league? Mm, they probably are, right? It's possible, right? I think it's very he's possible. He's a big fantasy player too. Yeah, I think it's very possible Russo. there. Vinny Rue loves the fantasy yeah. baseball. Well, is he is he as bad at that as he is at booking wrestling or what? I'd love to beat him too. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to round up the whole posse. I'm going to get Matt Stryker, Vince Russo, Gabe Sapolsky, all the baseball nuts. And we are going to have a uh, fantasy baseball league. And uh, who else can get Rick a boner in there? Up? Get the boner in there. Yeah, oh, get... Rick a boner. Got to get Rick a boner. Yeah. 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 He'll definitely play. He'll definitely play. And he's a hardcore Philly fan. So what you do is you draft a bunch of Phillies so you can trade them to Rick Boney later. That's a, that's <laughs> right, a veteran yeah. move. Yeah. That's a veteran move. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber know? in the third round for you uh, and then flip them a little bit later, yeah. yeah. Right, 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 to get what you need, you know. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, – that'd be interesting. I'd see if I could put that together. But, um, yeah, so, so Matt Stryker, you know, slipping that in. And that was pretty much it. You had – you know, now they're going to move in this direction with Cardona. And uh, on, the ta- on the taping, they had Cardona and, and Tom Lawlor versus Alex Kane and Mr. Thomas, which is, uh, you know, his second with the Boumaier Fight Club, the old Blaster McMassive, Rich, Thomas yeah, Sharp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who, uh, you know, I, that, that was, uh, they didn't have any, they had one title match on the whole taping. Uh, the calling in second gear crew, the feud that will never oh. end. <laughs> I do not need to see that. God. It's like these circle six rejects. Versus the uh, Game Changer Wrestling crew. I, I don't know. No interest. Um, so, yeah, you're wrong. Because, well, Akira uh, teamed with Ricky Shane Page. And that doesn't look. Well, maybe they well, broke up. Who knows? Um, maybe that look was at the result. I, I, I clicked ahead to that card. Look at the result. I don't know. Oh, uh, Did they break up? No contest? Uh, no contest. I don't know. Spoiler we'll, alert. We'll just have to watch MLW uh, Fusion live on uh, YouTube on... The day that it gets uploaded to YouTube Thursday. I think it's a Thursday show, right? Yeah, it's I don't Thursday think it's show. on YouTube. I don't think you're uh, right Joe, about that. Three hours ago, 42 minutes, 43 seconds, MLW Fusion 187. Okay, you're right. They, All right when I they will... get their fake TV deals, they take them off of YouTube. But then when their fake TV deals are done, they go back on YouTube. Right. I'm going to give you some of the winners of the matches on this TV taping. Okay. I, listen, we... I follow wrestling pretty close, Rich. TJ Crawford. TJ Crawford. I don't know if I know T- of a TJ Crawford. Tiara James. All the stars. I don't Rich. know. Tiara. Griffin McCoy. Griffin, Griffin McCoy. McCoy. I don't know if Rich. I know Griffin McCoy. Brett Ryan Goslin, Rich, was a big mm. winner on the pay-per-view, Rich. All the stars. Ichiban. <laughs> I unfortunately know Ichiban, was... but. Uh... <laughs> yes. These are the winners of the matches, Rich. Here are some of the losers. Nolo Katano, all the stars, Rich, on the MLW show. Notorious Mimi. Notorious Mimi wrestled. Riley Crow. Riley Crow. Uh, Jay Bougie. Jay Bougie, Rich, wrestled on the MLW taping. Um, the main event, which one? I don't know. There's like three of them running around the Indies tag teams that call themselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we gotta figure event. out which main event. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, things are not looking great no. for the ML dub. Yeah, maybe I won't watch many fusions coming up, but uh Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, by the way, Talon is not dead because he lost to Mance Warner. Oh, he's bad. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. After getting electrocuted, he's fine. So yeah, Talon is not dead. He is, in fact, you know, there's no sign of Cannonball. Oh, did no. we mix up who was in the electric chair? I don't maybe. think we did. <laughs> maybe. You just went with it when I said Talon. Yeah, I mean, right? honestly, Admit I didn't know. If you if you put a gun to my head and said who was in the electric chair in the Chamber of Horrors match at MLW so, Slaughterhouse, I would probably just I'd have a fifty percent chance. So I'd probably just say, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's like I was saying three hours ago at the start of the show. We got a good feel for each other. I said it was Talon, and you just went. With you it. had such you confidence said, with it, so I assumed, yeah. yeah, you were right. But I guess maybe you weren't. But so. maybe it was Jeff Cannonball. Maybe he's dead. I I look. I respect it if he's dead in the cannon because then yeah, you got to circle back to our then you got to comic court. talk. Yeah, I want the man to be dead if he got put in an electric chair. So. uh that's your MLW talk. We got anything else? Are we done? Like, what's uh, happening? Real, here? real quickly, I uh, just want to chime in on uh, West Coast Pro uh, 5. I watched that show last weekend, uh, their fifth anniversary show. Uh, the rest of the show itself, I mean, there's nothing that you really, real standout matches elsewhere on the card. Uh, the main event, though, Starboy Charlie, uh, Titus Alexander, Starboy Charlie defeating Titus uh, Alexander. Good little match. I think it's a notebook match for you. I think you would enjoy it. Uh, I went four flat on it, maybe four and a quarter if I was feeling nice that day. Um, good, good, good little match. It wasn't great that they, they do a lot of kickouts at the end, but it's a big story that they built up for a long time. So as long as you are kind of aware of the story and understanding that this is the big time, if you just swoop in and watch this match, you might not, you might be like, ah, oh, we're getting a little long in the tooth here, but I think they played the right beats and, and, and both guys, I think uh, looked impressive. So uh, I would definitely recommend that match. If you're trying to, you know, watch through it's on independent wrestling.tv. Uh, I streamed it live on YouTube the night of, but it's also on uh, IWTV uh, as well. So. I would go and check that out if you get a chance. And uh, our boy, Vinny Massaro, the egomaniac Vinny Massaro, defeats Masato Tanaka in a notice card. Can you believe this guy books himself to defeat the legend Masato Tanaka? I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm not either, but good lord. Completely out of control. He's completely out of control. God, Kevin Nash, 1999, man. Booker, man. Pencil man here. Just unbelievable. Vinny Massaro. Can't even... Can't even drop a fall to Masato Tanaka. You fly in Masato Tanaka, and this guy strokes his, his goatee and goes, nah, nah, I got to beat Masato Tanaka. Sends him back on a plane, a defeated man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sends him packing. Yeah, yeah. I, heard he, I heard his flight was like an hour later. Just sent him packing. <laughs> Unbelievable, Vinny Masaro. But uh, yeah, Back to the land of the rising sun. Get out of here. <laughs> right. Thanks to the J-O-B, pal. Hit the bricks. Yeah. Probably didn't, probably didn't even invite him out. You know, him and Kobashi probably went out for drinks afterwards and reminisced about it. must about. be nice for Vinny to have a vanity promotion where he could just beat worldwide superstars <laughs> right. every every month, right? right. I, bet be he, nice. I bet he broke bread with Kenta uh, Kobashi and asked him if he could get one over on him, too. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, he'd love uh, to. Hey, while you're here. Well, I got your ear. Yeah, yeah, well, I got your ear. You know, maybe a little yeah. sake got involved and, you know, Vinny. Yeah, I know it's been a while, but what's your rate, brother? You know, and. <laughs> right, right, right. Get him in there, you know. Do the job hit a burning yeah. hammer on him or whatever? Get the job. Yeah. But uh, fun <laughs> little show. Spots. Uh, definitely, definitely recommend that show if you get a chance to uh, check that one out. West Coast Pros Five. Uh, I know quickly you watched uh, Grand Ship 2023 in Nagoya as well. Anything that I need to watch from that M- uh, Noah show? Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago actually. You know, first of all, they only drew like 950 fans, and that's not great. Um, Jake Lee defeats Goshi Ozaki, who was the N1 winner, of course. It's just not working, Rich. Jake Lee. Gee, you, uh, really? I am I am stunned. I know by you're this. surprised. Wow. I know you're not. 
So you're saying he's wrestling and less people are going and nobody makes noise and all of his matches are bad. Yeah, I mean, the matches aren't great. I don't know if I'd say bad, but... uh, Bad might be strong, but... uh... They're they're perfectly average matches and no one's buying tickets to see them and he's not coming across like a guy. You know what I mean? He's coming across like just a guy, not a guy. Yeah. And um, this just isn't working and I thought they were going to get away from it right here, but they didn't. He won the match with his big boot to the face. So uh, it was all right. They had, uh, I want to talk quickly about Psycho Clown because he worked the tour and man, was he over. I mean, this just, it goes to show. You get over somewhere, you can, there's a good chance you can get over anywhere. You know what I mean? That's that's my belief. And, you know, I watched a couple of the shows from the tour before I watched this, and there was a, a tag match, a six-man tag, where he pinned El Hijo del Dr. Wagner Jr. to set up this national title match on this show, right? And he did his entrance with his, you know, signature music and everything. And there were little kids in the crowd with psycho clown masks. And he was picking them up and putting them on his shoulder and just having a great time. And people clapping along to his music. And this guy went over there and got over. And, you know, he got in there with Wagner Jr., son of Wagner Jr., Wagner Jr. Jr. He got in there with him. And they did the mask ripping blood blood match, Rich, and it was it was pretty good. You know, I'd go like three and a half on it. Um, you know, uh, Wagner Junior's kid won. It's so wordy to say his name that I try to think of di- what's the best way to say that guy's name. You think, Doctor Wagner Junior Junior? Yeah. How should I the mean? Son of Doctor Wagner Junior. The son of Doctor Wagner Junior. I think is the way the best way to say it. So anyway. <laughs> They they did the mask ripping match and you know obviously Psycho Clown funny. wasn't going to win the title but yeah, it's pretty good and Psycho Clown has gotten over with the Noah fan base so um, I also like what they've done with their the, junior titles uh, the junior tag team titles I should say uh, well that was the best match in the show that so it was Alpha Wolf and Dragon Bane and they beat Alejandro and Ninja Mac and Ninja Mac is just fitting in more and more and you know so they win the titles which were vacant but I had that as a low level notebook match and I had that as the best match in the show. So I thought it was a little bit better than the Wagner Jr. Jr. Psycho Clown match. It was better than the main event. Um, just they, they just go in there and do spots. And it's entertaining and it's something different. You know, it, it hits different when it's the only kind of match like that on the show. So, yeah, th- that that was good. Um, Hayata beats Saiki Yoshioka, but then the, the, the big thing there was Daga is the next challenger, which oh. isn't going to excite anybody. God. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna excite Hayata anybody. versus Daga. Yeah. Ah, no, thank um, you. No, thank you. They took the tag belts off Saxon Huxley and Timothy Thatcher. They lost two good looking guys, uh, Anthony Green and Jack Morris. There wasn't much to the match, but I, I would I, I think Green and I'd rather have these titles on Green and Morris. Huxley and Thatcher were fun and wacky for a while, but I'm ready for something new there. And um I, I did not watch the undercard. I only watched the top five. So I can't give you anything on the undercard. But, um, you know, one low-level notebook match for me, which was the junior tag. And then, um, you know, the, the national title match was good. The GHC match was okay. But Jake Lee just isn't connecting with their audience, and his matches aren't great. 
Yeah, I don't know Is if Jake I can do a Lee? 21-minute Jake Lee match. I've done uh, I've my my I've had a lifetime of Jake of of 21-minute Jake Lee matches that the crowd doesn't care about. So I, I think I'm He's good. Jake Lee. I mean, it, it, the, the the view never changes with this guy. It's just I don't know. I they gave it a shot, but it's going on way too long. It's time to pivot off. They're gonna lose Nakajima soon. Uh Kano is the next challenger. He was doing commentary. And, you know, he took off the headset and got in there and made angry Kano faces, and he'll be the next guy. And at this point, we just root for whoever faces Jake Lee to beat him. Does Kano feel particularly hot right now? No. Um, is Noah particularly well-booked, so does it matter? No. I, I, they could do anything, and it wouldn't surprise me. So, and half, I don't know. Maybe and Kano will beat him. several things that uh, come out of nowhere and surprise yeah. you. So, yeah, it wouldn't be uh, – wouldn't be... I tell you, their production though, and and the thing with the wrestling universe, you know, you know, New Japan World's getting that revamp. Now, let's Did it see. Come today was that today? Um, I don't know what it was scheduled for. I think it's coming pretty soon. But you know, one of the things the the uh, the archives they said they're slowly going to bring the archives back, which I always worries well, me a little right. bit. That that's always right. uh, November. 9th. Oh, you're concerned they won't put it. November 9th is the so, uh, the the new 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 Japan okay, World. So yes. you're concerned they won't get all the archive back up is what you're concerned. I guess. I don't know. Anytime I hear like we're going to slowly roll it back out or we're going to re, you know, I just worry that like everything that's up there right now, it's going to, I don't know. I don't know. I'm always, I was worried about that with Peacock too. And they eventually got everything up there on Peacock. But I, anytime you're moving something over and it's not immediate, I always worry that it's just going to get lost to the cutting room floor, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you, you know, wrestle universe though, I, I don't know the last time you've been on there for a full show, but now they've got on the 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 progress bar, whatever. What's the official terminology for that? The Ooh, bucket. I was gonna say progress bar. Okay, so the progress bar has chapters on it. Oh, so that's awesome! Easily, okay, good. I I don't remember yeah. that the last time I, I watched the show with them, so that's cool. Like like the network used to have. Yeah, the WWE Network back when it was good and <laughs> it, was, it was usable. And the, and... The, the chapters when you scroll over it, it actually it shows the little card for the match too like the two faces and the mat like so it tells you what the match is it shows you the participants and you, you could scroll right to the match you want to watch and they've got so many features that new japan world doesn't have where you can you know um, put the gimmick in the corner of your gimmicks you can look at other gimmicks you know like that thing um so it's it's it, it's so far ahead of new japan so hopefully the revamped new japan world can catch up to wrestle universe both in terms of picture quality right and all the great bells and whistles that wrestle universe has them just totally smoked on so um but yeah not much really going on in 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 noah and all japan right now they both had really slow septembers where they only ran a couple shows each um you know as they slow it down and, and at the end of the year here and um you know, it's 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 almost November, so you wait around, and then January they'll have all those big matches, the first, the big cards, the first week of January. Yeah, it's always like that first week you're already like so. way behind the, the eight ball, you know, because January first comes and everyone's got shit going. Zero one pops up for the you know couple times a year uh, appearance. You got the Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, it, it comes it comes quick, but yeah, things things chill out in September. They get going a little bit in November. December gets. You know, rocking at the beginning slows down, and then January we're off to the races, and it pretty much stays that way until uh, this time again next year. So, and we, and we keep an eye on Nakajima to see what his next move was going to be. Yeah, still uh, nothing, still nothing from him so far. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's it still finishing up. I think so. Looks like the Noah stuff. The best thing is like the Luchadors, which is you know 
I got to catch up on CMLL, so I'd probably just rather watch CMLL than than the Noah stuff. But you know, Wagner and, and Cycle Clown sounds good. So yeah, you listen. We'll we'll end with this. You gotta watch that. Well, let me make sure I get the date right. Yeah, give, give uh, me a date. Give me a date. It's always good to start my weekend with some CMLL. This this fucking show was better than the anniversary show to me. And you were gone for the anniversary show because I reviewed that by myself. Right. The, I did catch up and watch it all, and I, I like that show, but maybe not. Uh, it wasn't. All the way. I like didn't a, think it was. A, yeah, it wasn't. A I didn't think it was a great, great show. Yeah. Yeah. Now, people who parachuted in based on the year really loved it, and I can understand that. But they've had better than the anniversary show this year. And I'm going to tell you right now, the September 29th show. September 29th. Holy shit. Got it. All right. This fucking show. The start right off with the with the with the oh, Cavanario versus I, no, I, I, I watched some of this show I, I watched the main event at least I saw the uh the, the main event watch and... the rest of it yes you okay. don't listen you don't have to watch that trio semi that didn't do nothing for me it's a title change and all that but and I don't I didn't watch the women's match right the main event it. for this one by but, the way was uh Teton versus Masquerade Dorada if you're uh if you're wondering yeah. was CML World Walter Championship Mystical Virus was good the minis match I'm telling you, this Mercurio versus Perith- Perithito or whatever, okay. Perathito, I'm telling you, I don't trust the cage match rating. I went notebook. It's so good. The opener. This September 29th show is so good. I haven't gotten into October yet with the October stuff. But, yeah, that Night of Champions show from the 29th, I think, is uh, there's a lot of must-watch stuff on that show. So, yeah, that's one you have to circle. And then I'll have my notebook round up out with all the other stuff, too. There you go. Um, so uh, We're told by uh, Gerard uh, Detrolio, the uh, – you do your, your bit. Oh, no relation to Finn. There you go. Just to make um, that clear. <laughs> uh, co-host of the Emerald Flow Show here on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network tells us Kento uh, Miyahara and Yume Aoyagi is uh, this Saturday as That's well. That's this so, weekend. Yeah, so big time show. We yeah, did yeah, not, yeah. We did not put that on our, our, our uh, to preview, but we'll definitely review that show next week. So Yeah, we're going to watch it though because Kento, um, not Kento, Yuma Aoyagi, I just watched his last defense against, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Hold on, let me grab my notebook. I know we're way over time. Hold on. Um, I'm like Dave Meltzer this is here, Dave rustling through his papers while Brian sits there, <laughs> rustling through the Rayuki Honda, Rayuki Honda. That was Cork and Hall. Um, they did almost 1,200 for that too. Their Cork and Hall show with their main event match with their title match outdrew the Nagoya show for Noah. Wow! 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 Man. So well, that's what that's what investing in your own will do, and uh, what's rolling out a red carpet for a legend who doesn't give a fuck about you does for another company. So, so I'm glad he brought that up. Okay. I had that at four and a half minus. Whoa. Okay. The Ryuki Honda okay. Match. okay. No. Yeah. You got to watch that too. Um, I'm glad he brought that up because, and then, and then Kento came out. Cause remember we're wondering when is Kento? That's where we're going. Here. Right. 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 You know what I mean? And um, he came out in the suit. He came out in the suit and made the fucking challenge. But um, they, I think, Gerard's in the chat. I think they lost the tag titles to uh, to the Saitos of all people. Yes, they <laughs> no, did. I, I like them, man. And I'm I'm all in on Saitos. So, we talk about so that they every put week. the tag. T- now I didn't watch that yet because that's I didn't get into October yet. But um, so they 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 
he challenged Aoyagi before they defended the tag titles against Voodoo Murders. So I want to watch that to see if their interactions and that and everything. You know what I mean? So in the title loss. But yes, that match is this weekend. And yes, obviously, we're going to watch that and talk about it. That's a big time match. That's that. I mean, you know, that that the ceiling for that is match of the year. Oh, absolutely. So, you know. We got to be on top of that this weekend, and we will be on top of that for this sure. Weekend. Definitely be watching it. Nathan uh, in the note of chat room points out uh, All Japan happy to be competing against Jake Lee. It's funny, you know, that Jake Lee gets poached from All Japan. They're probably like, all right, <laughs> your problem now. <laughs> and now they are outdrawing them, you know. And, and, and now shit. they're outdrawing them. Yeah, yeah. Corkin versus, a, a, you know, the building in Nagoya, which that shouldn't happen. You no. Know? But, but Noah has a, a way of making their big shows look big anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, you know, so that, that I was surprised when I saw the attendance because I watched it. And, you know, I went in on Spoiled, and then I was like, holy shit, they did, like, um, 929 or something. 929 fans, I think it was. Let me get the exact number. It was... Uh... <laughs> I could look it up, but now I'm doing the Brian Alvarez thing. Where I just let you sink <laughs> and leave Hold on, let me get uncomfortable amounts of silence in a, in a, in a, in a podcast. It's the end of the show. They, they enjoy it. Um, Grand Ship in Nagoya, nine forty. Nine forty was the number on that one. They ran. No, that was Shinjuku face. They ran. Uh, no, but see, we should give him credit though because the Marafuji show against Osprey did the biggest cork number in Japan this year, fifteen thirty two. But that's obviously Will Osprey. That's <laughs> oh, right, his number. Yeah, yeah right. You know what I mean? Like that's Will Ospreay versus Marafuji. Like they're not doing fifteen thirty two with Marafuji versus whoever the fuck on the roster. So it's hard for me to you know. But 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 that's the biggest Korokin number of the year. I mean that that's just an objective fact yeah. because New Japan, New Japan for it's just setting it up for like fourteen fifty, and they're putting fourteen fifty in it, but they're not setting it up with the old. 1700 or whatever it was pre-pandemic where they would cram you know 1750 in there or whatever what did dragon gate used to get in there like 1800 packing oh, the fucking yeah, balconies yeah, and everything supernova vacancy so, for sure yeah you know so you know well and whether that noah number i mean it looked packed and it was hot did you watch the Osprey Marafuji match? Uh, you know, I never, I never got to it, and I, I still have it on my list to watch. I, it's something I, for some you reason, got I a just lot to watch. Yeah, I know, I really do. That's it's for some reason that match. I don't know why it like it keeps eluding me. I think I was gone when it happened, and then I just never got back. And then new things come up, and new things come up, and new things come up. But I have it on my my giant list. That that one I do need to go back. It, it's Will Osprey in 2023. I got to watch everything that he's done this year. So I got I got to watch Marafuji. Marafuji, you know he he knew this was his anniversary match. And he knew how much it meant to Will Osprey. So he worked hard. Oh, good. Okay, because that that's kind of that was my one worry is like, well, I've seen Marafuji for a while, and I don't know if this is necessarily something I need to see. This but... is a match Will has wanted for eight for years. Yes, 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 yes. So. Um, yeah, they worked with real spark and it was, you know, I went like four and a half or something. I put the notebook away, but, um, you know, somewhere in that range, but, uh, yeah, that was the, uh, Noah fucking grand ship in the Goya segment. 
Now we're done. Now we are definitely done. So as I mentioned, I will be at Bound for Glory this weekend. I am going to do some sort of instant reaction type of thing. Not the night of, probably the morning after. That will be on flagshippatreon.com, either in written form or audio form, just a reaction to the show. Uh, take notes along the way and uh, and let you know what it was like in the building uh, for Bound for Glory. Uh, we'll have previews and reviews of that show up at voicesofwrestling.com as well. Uh, also, flagshippatreon.com for the uh, Thursday Dynamite reviews, for the Bound for Glory story, for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame shows. Uh, a few more scheduled to come in the next couple of days as well as we're trying to figure out who we're going to put for all the guests and get the right guests. But uh, we'll have guests. We'll be great shows. Uh, we're two for two so far, and uh, I think we'll, 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 we'll round it out quite well uh, with the rest of our Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame uh, shows there at flagshippatreon.com. Make sure you uh, go to uh, voiceswrestling.com. Subscribe to the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts as well. Uh, and that is it for us. That is Joe. I am Rich. We will talk to you next time on the Flagship Podcast. Take care. Hello there, everybody. It's me, Gary Kidney, the co-host of You've Got to Be Kidding Me on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. And I am Liam Jones, my full name, and I am also a part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network as a co-host for You've Got to Be Kidding Me. We are a TNA history podcast that covers TNA one month at a time. We cover all the drama, all the matches, all the Vince Russo nonsense you could ever want in your life. Have you, you heard of TNA? I bet you have. But would it be funnier if two people made jokes over it the whole time? Probably. So if that sounds like fun to you, check it out on this very Voices of Wrestling podcasting network and Liam will do bits and whatnot.